Easily one of the greatest moments of my young life. How'd that feel? That was fucking awesome. I didn't know I did. He was going to say that when Nick Diaz said that. That was, that I was so in my cool, glories, man. dude. I was in my glories. I was like, oh, this is fucking the most awesome shit ever. That could be better than if he said, hey, I, I'm so excited about fucking uh, your TV show coming back. Like, this is even nah, better. No, that's nothing, man. The podcast is way better. Yeah, way right? Better. What are you doing over there, Brian? You gonna sniff things again? I don't know why I just smelled fucking that. weirdo. <laughs> I just fucking a, smelled it for some reason. Don't, I don't know smell what. my pocket. I wonder pussy. what Brian's gonna be like when he's like uh, sixty. Do you think he's gonna have the same childish sense of humor? Just like this, I but more decayed. Did not realize I did that. You I was one of those. That, sniffed no, it? I have no idea why I just did that. that you know why? Because you tell so many people to sniff yours at home. No, <laughs> no. I think it's just with new things. I like smelling new things, but I. Don't I, do, I do that. Yeah, I smell things. Like like yeah. I get a new laptop or a, a video game system. We take off that styrofoam. We go. Well, I ate um I ate lobster last night, and they give you the little bib thing, and you got to put it on. You know, it seems ridiculous, but my little daughter wanted me to put it on, and I decided to smell it. And the bib smelled gross. Well, it it's smelled plastic, like some weird right? Plastic, yeah, but like a weird plastic smell. Not like the McDonald like, bibs or whatever. Like what your kid likes lobster. Throwaway ones. Yeah, really. I I don't think at that age I would ever go near lobster. Really? Yeah, because it's a kid. It looks like a monster. You don't yeah, want to go in. They, they they eat octopus. Really? There's yeah. a fucking. There's a. There's. A, they eat octopus. It, it doesn't. What, your one do? like no. Oh, oh, my daughters. I was like, what octopus? How's <laughs> That'd a lobster be great. Where's that video? I was like, is that even fucking possible? <laughs> Lobsters eating. <laughs> there's a fucking. There's a group of people, believe it or not, called the Lobster Liberation Group, and these motherfuckers they go out and they break into markets and restaurants and they take the lobsters out and they release them in the wild. Could you fucking imagine how dumb you have to be to risk your freedom? Because you will go to jail for this. Right. Or for, for or, a bunch of soulless fucking bugs. Or how like how like cushy cushy your life must be that that's the problem that you want to yeah. solve in the world. Jesus. Of all the problems, Christ. like you must your credit cards must be paid off, your credit must be great, you must be on some kind of salary from your parents that you want to go save little creatures from like Water, it's weird. Yeah, and the little creatures that don't give a fuck about you. Not only do they not give a fuck about you, they, they're too stupid to feel pain. But what about the PETA thing about the killer whale where they're like people? That's what they wanted to say, that they, they should have the right to people. people and that killer whales are a completely different animal. You know, Now you're talking about something where I, I probably agree with them. I think what's going on with uh, killer whales is killer whales are a super intelligent life form that we can't understand. And because we can't understand them, we're like, huh? What? Uh, can't hear you. Get in the fucking cage. They don't like going in cages. They don't like being in those ponds. They want to be in the goddamn ocean, and they're really attached to their families. And they steal them. They, they, they steal them from their fucking mothers when they're babies, man. It's really the most evil shit ever. You know, dolphin training and orca training, it might look cool because they're jumping up to get their fish, but guess what? They have to jump up to get their fish. You don't know how depressed they are. You don't know how fucked it must be to live that kind of a life. It's like us getting abducted by aliens, and they put us in a really small apartment complex with a pool and we all kind of hang out at the pool you know and then that, that's exactly what it's like for these dolphins it's but like you they know have this forced social world and they can never have freedom they can never be free they, in, in that sense i think a dolphin the sentence world, is never say, over it's fucked up it's for life yeah that's fucked up that's I, not uh, cool i was thinking the other day about how like i just got a dog 
you know, it's my first responsibility in a long time. And uh, I just watch this dog, and all it does is I'm basically – it's like Kathy Griffin's assistant. I just get ran by this dog constantly. And all she does is eat, poop, and eat herself out. That's pretty much all my dog does. She eats herself out all day? All How day. How old is this dog? Uh, a little under uh, – about a year, a little over a year. Yeah. And, and – I'm like, if aliens come and make us pets, is this what I'm going to be able to do? Because that's not so bad. Like, I could just eat and then suck myself off. I'll try Yo, to- that's ridiculous, Sam. First of all, you can't suck your own dick. Stop I could lying. try. And second of all, really? You don't, you don't want to have the freedom to go as you choose? That's ridiculous. Well, you don't know, man. So number one thing that would drive you the most crazy is to know that your existence is defined by four walls forever. That's a, for a person, that's maddening. The, the, a person wants to experience new things. It's a natural thing. Check out new movies. Go down to a new restaurant. You know, go, go drive through a new neighborhood. It's part of what we are. We, right. we, we like to explore things. We're curious. You tell a person that this is all you're going to see. This is the only input you're going to get forever. They'll go fucking crazy. They will that's go what crazy. we're doing to those dolphins. That's what we're doing to those orcas. We just assume that because they can't alter their environment that they can't be as intelligent as us. But they could be. As a matter of fact, the cerebral cortex of an orc is like 40% larger than that of a human being. So we don't know. We don't know if that's because it has to manipulate this really super large body. Because we do know that Neanderthals were dumber than people, but they had bigger brains. You know, so it's, it might have been just to because Neanderthals had basically like superhero bodies. Right. You know, they were like a Neanderthal was like five three, two hundred fucking pounds of solid muscle with these cra- this crazy bone structure like a chimp. But and you then, don't know, man. Maybe that you know. I mean, they could be as smart because they were starting from less. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like we're farther along in the past, so mm. we're dealing with more complex shit. But you had to start at the simplest thought. And then build on that over time. You may have just had the same kind of ability to think, but you you have to start at nothing and build at something. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, they don't quite know whether or not Neanderthals were making tools before they learned them from Homo sapiens either. They don't know. There's a lot. Of, I think there's a lot of debate on that. I think they think that the Homo sapiens just fucking basically wiped them out. Right. We were just too clever. But that might be wrong. Who knows? I mean, maybe they were smart. What if, too. All, the, what if all their cell phones just disintegrated from that long ago? That's a you good know what point. I mean? Like, what if what if their heads were that big because they were looking on their screens so much and their the internet made their heads bigger and then they all got wiped out and died? And Do you then, really think that there could have possibly been an internet at some point in the past? Yes. Think so? Definitely. Really? Hundred percent. Really? I think so. How many thousands of years ago do you think it would have to have been? Like six? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I mean, but but based on what the only problem with saying six is because thirty thousand years ago. Yeah, so you got to go way back because six we know. We go to six and we know like they know that uh, Sumerian text. They know uh, they wrote in cuneiform. It's this weird. It looks like little um, like nails. You know, like old nails. Right. You ever see how an old nail is not like a straight line with a flat top on it, but it's almost like the whole piece is like, you know, angled. And that's what their like, writing looked like. It looked like old nails, like sideways and upside down. Really weird, fucking crazy language when you think about it, because it was all basically most of the same characters just reused in some weird order that they understood and they had uh, come to agree on. And so we had to sort of decipher that because it's a dead language. We don't even know what it sounds like. You know, like no one talks it. So they, they know what the Sumerians wrote, although it's a lot of it is 
under debate because of there's a guy named Zechariah Sitchin. You probably heard about him. I wouldn't trust anyone named Zechariah. Ever. He was a bad motherfucker, but he was ever a, he was a believer, and he believed that the that the Sumerian text was all about the Anunnaki, which is a, an alien race from another planet that came down here that is in an elliptical orbit. This planet every three thousand six hundred years, and that they came down here to get humans. And we, they created us from lower hominids by adding their DNA. This is all like supposedly uh, in the Sumerian text. I don't have, you know what, man? When they talk about angels, you never <laughs> know, man. There could be some crazy shit coming down. It, you know what? I think a lot of it probably is what Brian is saying. A lot of it probably is 30,000 years ago, not six, but 30,000 years ago, there was like a super fucking advanced civilization. They'd reached the heights that we've reached. And what happened? Who knows? What is there? Someone came and disaster? hit the reset. I think they were yeah. way past us. And then really? they, they invented something that's still with us that we just don't know but know about yet. You know, like oh. they like like they, invent, they invented like air that could uh, heal and send information or something like that. And, and it's like, already there. We just and, haven't tuned yeah, into it Yeah, we yet. haven't tuned into it And yet. once we figure out a machine. Yeah. To, I believe in that. Yeah, and it's like the internet. It's like the version of the internet. Now. Be yeah. so, I mean, look, well, you could never have explained the internet to somebody 50 years ago. No way. And that's you, nothing. You ever look at the old videos when they try to explain computers yeah. like in the 80s? Well, like just Sesame imagine, Street? you know, what, what was the, the thing that they used to use back in the Wild West days? Remember? Morse code. Morse code. Isn't that what they used back in the, the yeah. Wild West days? No, it was called. What was it called? Um, it was. It wasn't called Morse code. Uh, it was. Um, or you could troll someone so easy on Morse code, they'd have yeah. no idea it was you. You know, it's not like Facebook. Or, Let me see your picture. Take a picture right now of you and put it on your Facebook. <laughs> this is what I want you to do. I want you to <coughs> red, white, and blue socks on. Yeah. Old people talked more. Imagine back then telling people that you're going to be able to watch people fuck on your phone. Say, so look at this. See my phone? I can watch people fuck on this. It would be mind-blowing. Yeah, you can watch people fuck on it. It streams in perfect time. It's you know? Yeah, I mean, like, just the quantum leap. I, can, I yeah. can't imagine what's going to be in 10 years, in 20 years. Well, the real, you know, there's people that have uh, a real scientific, ba scientifically based theory that the entire world that we live in is like a computer simulation. And there's like, you know, when, when they... Start getting into quantum theory, and you know I don't understand quantum physics. And Richard Feynman said it best. He said, "If you think you understand quantum physics, you don't understand quantum physics." Right. Because even like the the scientists don't really they're they're it's it's still like a, a what? It just violates all these laws. Like there's things like a particle being in superposition where it's moving and still at the same time, and they can appear in more than one place at the same time and disappear. And they literally the particles disappear. We don't know where the fuck they go. They go away and then they come back. And on top of that, particles seem to be interacting with each other d despite, d no matter how long the, the distance is between them. They seem to be able to automatically, like instantaneously interact with each other. That's crazy. So they, they're, they can interact quicker than the speed of light, apparently. It's, it's, it's so, it's, I can't even talk about it because I'm not exactly sure what I'm saying. But it's like, to me, it's like, what I'm saying is like, it's like if you taught me how to say something in French, but I don't know what it means. And if you're like, je ne sais quoi, monsieur, and, and then I just repeat the noises, but I don't know what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying right now when I'm talking about this. Right. This. You know but, it's there, but you're not right. quite sure what you're saying. But the bottom line is it's so strange and so bizarre and so not something you can bang on. So not what we're used to in this world that really literally anything is possible. This, this, this may very well be a computer simulation. Well, going back to that computer simulation thing, that scene in The Matrix is kind of what that's about. Do you know where like Neo meets like the creator? 
Yeah. And he talks about how like he's the eighth one or the eleventh one right. and he's reacting different than all the other ones. That's kind of what that's about. And that no matter what happens, people react the same way to stimulus. And you hear that a lot about when they talk about, you know, uh, the Illuminati or whatever, when they're trying to, uh, they do certain things to see how people will react over time so that when they want to cause something to happen, they know the exact reaction of what people will make. When they crash like the economy, they want to see how people react to all that stuff. And that was the scene in The Matrix where he's like, you're reacting different than the last seven guys have because it's no matter what happens, people are going to do the same thing. We act like we're different, and that's a whole thing from... You're talking like you're stoned. You're not even stoned. This is crazy. That's what that's... You know what he's saying? Yeah, that's that scene, you though. You understand what he's saying? Yeah, he's just... Yeah. But you don't he, understand what he, I'm saying? He, he, I'm not making sense. You connected a couple of things together that I'm baffled by. I don't no, know. the scene in The Matrix. Right. Well, I don't know. I'm, I, mean, I think I might be on the wrong scene. Explain to me the scene. There's a scene where he walks in. This is the, the first Matrix? No, this is like the second oh, or third okay. possibly. That's why. I he, cut off after the first. Where he's, No, you have to go back and watch those no, you movies. Do not. you do Without not. the emotions, it's so much better. Without, Without the, the emotions, expect, the emotions of this is going to be great. This is going to be the greatest movie ever. You put too much, uh, too much into it, and then you're like, it doesn't live up to your expectations. It's, but without those expectations, it's actually a great movie. It's a Cinemax well, movie. Here, here's what it is, buddy. There was one really good movie, and then the next one sucked. I I, disagree. I I like the the first and second one. I thought the third one was okay. Just that one scene was okay. The only problem Maybe I, I need have to go back and watch them again. So uh, so what are you saying again? What are you saying? So Neo right walks into this room and he meets the creator of the Matrix. Right. And the guy says that the based upon Neo's reaction to what he's saying right. is that he's different than the the rest. Uh -huh. And basically, what he's saying is that. The, the, the human beings, they keep resetting everything because they keep getting free will. They keep fighting back against the Matrix. So they reset everything, and everyone reacts the same way. No, so they reset it, and it becomes another computer program. That yes, they live in. and he act, he's acting different than all the past ones. His emotions are different, so that's what I'm trying to say. And then I've read books about how like these guys, the Illuminati or whatever you want to call them, who supposedly run the, the country and the they uh, you know they open the Federal Reserve and stuff like that. They open they, the Federal Reserve, or they created the Federal Reserve. <laughs> Sorry about that. That you know what that is. That's like when I was listening to Magic Johnson today, uh, and he was and they were replaying his whole speech about catching the HIV, and he used the wrong words instead of like I contracted. He says I on a penis. I forget what word you. I'm like, oh, a speech maker must have gotten pissed right there. But back to what I was saying, that they they do certain things where they just see what the reaction of people will will be over time. So you should see that movie multiple times. So every time you see it, you get some emotion to it and become Wouldn't that a different be person. What a, what a mind fuck it would be if you went to a movie and you know, like maybe the the glitch in the computer program was that when you went to see the movie the second time, there was a scene in it that wasn't there the first time. Oh, that's cool. And, and, and you never see it, ends. and you're like, wait a minute, what? What the fuck is going on? No, the movie ends, but it's different. It's, and you, you, you're, it's a mind fuck because you're like, God damn, I don't remember that. And the people on the other end are like, shit, I don't think that fucking scene was in the other movie. I don't think we showed him that. I think we showed him the first version of it. Fuck. So this poor guy has got to like wander through, try to figure out Explain if he's going why insane. It's different. Imagine if that's what it, what insane people are. It's like their their program, their program, the one that they're living in, has a crazy glitch in it. It's just some glitch. 
So they're just wandering around. They're all fucked up and homeless. And they're shit. trying to explain fucking what, things. Did that, you see that video that everyone's uh, got on Reddit and they're going after this kid in Chicago because he uh, he punched this old homeless man in the head and knocked him out on video? Yeah. I, and then they were laughing about it. Did you see this? No. Yeah. The whole internet's going after this kid because it's it's one of the cruelest, nastiest, meanest fucking things I've ever seen someone do to an old man who's a homeless guy. Wow. And he's broke and he's asking people for How change. How young was this kid? 17. 17, 18 maybe. He looks like a kid. You know, I don't know. He could be 20. He looks like a kid. And uh, he is, uh, they're all standing there. And this poor guy is like old and rickety and barely walk. And uh, the, the gates to the train open, the doors to the train open. And he says something to the old man. Like, you want some change? Bow! And hits him full blast yep. on the chin. The old man goes backwards and bounces his fucking head off the cement. Easily could be dead. Easily could be dead. You know, I, I, people die like that. I had a friend who was working in a bar, and one of the bouncers punched someone that, like, same thing, fell back on his head, dead. It happens all wow. the time. You're getting hit by the fucking world. Think about yeah. what's happening. The world, the con con concrete behind the world is hitting you in the head. That's really what it's like. I mean, it's, 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 uh, that's an um, amazing amount of blunt force to your fucking Yeah, just skull. sudden stop. And this kid just started laughing, and they hopped on the train and drove away, and they're all laughing about it. Oh, shit! He was like, bah, ah, ah. They're just laughing and laughing and laughing. The most heartless... It was so disheartening, man, that someone could be like that. That someone could want to do that to someone for no fucking reason whatsoever. Yeah. Like, I, I don't give a fuck if you're 15 or 16. You want to do that, man? Fuck you. You know, fuck I, you. I think it goes back to this whole thing that sometimes people don't get the discipline when they're young. And sometimes that's like spanking or stuff like that, where they don't realize the pain that that the, comes the with getting right. hit right. Yeah. you know it's almost yeah. like bill burr's bit about how like chicks mess with people because no one's ever popped them before it's true so i play they, video games and porn right it's just like they yeah. don't get it i've so, always said that about women i've been with women where women want to start fights and they'll say fuck you and you fucking shut your fucking mouth and you're like whoa 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 what the fuck are you doing why are you with me and you're yelling at a dude stop this right now 100 what are you gonna do you're gonna you're gonna beat that guy's ass no you're gonna get me shot that's what you're going to do, stupid. Yeah, like, this is craziness. 100%. I saw a video like the one you're describing. It was on television. It was like some, some I, I don't know what the show was, but they were showing it. It was this really old guy. He's about 75. He's trying, he, he, his car's right next to this group of like kids talking. And he goes to his car. He's trying to get in. This other kid comes up and just starts wailing on this, this old man, dude. Boom, boom, boom. All the other people are just standing there watching. The guy gets in his car, drives off, and the guy's just laying down. All of his friends, just all the guys who were watching, just walk off. A stranger has to come up and help him. I'm like, so what's the motivation behind this? Just no motivation. Just, just stealing right his car. Jesus Christ! It's like it's old people, man. It's a free shot. It's a free shot at people that feel like they have no friends and they have no one who loves them and no one gives a fuck about them, and they'll just take a free shot at some old person, man. Fuck it. It's a it's it's a, a dark 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 part of human nature, man. The the need to pick on people, the need to fuck with people, you know. And that's uh, something that we really have to teach out of kids, man. You know, the bullying in schools has gotten worse and worse, man. It's you know, people are bullying people and then taking the pictures and putting them online. You know, I saw this picture of this girl. She blacked out at a party. She got drunk. Says, "Dude, shit on her face." Oh, shit on her face. Took pictures of it and then put it online. 
That's horrible. And she's this cute little cheerleader. You know, it's really horrible. It's funny, too. It is funny. But it's it's horrible. And that's someone's daughter, man. That's someone's little baby. And that it's affects her for the rest of her life because her face. someone recognized that. Are you the girl who got shit on the face? I exactly. mean, it's like. Exactly. And I can laugh at yeah, it, but it's pictures, like. She had a piece of shit on her mouth. This guy shit on her mouth. It's it's horrible. Is there no one there going, what are you doing, dude? Yeah, yeah. It's not, that's not that funny. You don't do that to a If chick. it was a dude, it would be way funnier. But doing it to a cute little girl, it's like, come on, man. Why are you doing that? She's just a little girl. Yeah, you know? and she's a little girl. She's drinking. Yeah. It's like, why are you shitting on her? Where's her boyfriend? Where's she somebody? She didn't have a boyfriend. She didn't have a boyfriend, I um, guess. That's Every, the they worst. were drinking, you know? Shit gets crazy. You get, especially when you're 17, 18, whatever the hell she is. You don't know what the hell you're doing. But I have this thing with uh, bullies, too, man. It's just like, I. I, I understand the whole move to stop bullying, and it's true. But I have this thing where you got to understand that some of these bullies also are really hurt ki children, and yeah, they come from bad true. situations. So it's like I I'm not saying hey you know let's not stop bullying. Let's I don't want, I hate when adults put their issues on children, mm -hmm. and because a lot of these adults got bullied in high school, they want to go back and clean it up. But you got to understand that these kids have social issues and mental issues too. Yeah, you're that you don't right. want to you don't want to tag them with something some kind of police record mm -hmm. that's going to screw their whole rest of life up the rest of their life up. So yeah, but you have to protect their the other students. One hundred percent. You have to protect the other students, and you got to figure out. You know, the real issue is parents that do a terrible job of raising kids are never penalized for it. You know, you never get in trouble. You know, you can do a terrible job of driving your car, and you can get tickets. You know, you don't, nothing happens when you raise a shit kid. Your kid could be a goddamn serial killer. My dog guts out and bites someone. I get sued. 100%. I'm going to go to jail. I got a bad dog. But if you have a kid and your kid goes out and kills somebody, you're not even somehow responsible for it. That Didn't they try to do that for, for a little while? Like, really? there was Did this they? big bash, backlash against. When was this? There was something where, like, they, this one area, and I, I want to say it's Chicago, but I'm not 100% sure, they, that they were going to try to do something where parents were going to be held accountable for their children's actions. doesn't surprise me. You kind of should be in some way, you know. I mean, not, not entirely, maybe. Look, you never know what happens once the kid leaves the nest. You know, and what if the kid has a predilection for addiction? You know, what if the kid has got that, that wacky gene that he can't drink cough syrup or he fucking goes on a bender, you know? And that is a real gene, man. I think you and I have both seen it. Yeah. We all, in the comedy world especially, we know a lot of wacky people that can't smoke a joint, can't, can't have a drink, can't do it, can't do it. I don't care what you say. Everyone's different, man. You know? I have my own problems with that stuff. And, uh, you know, it's just... You know, it's like in my family, they have different forms of it. You know what I'm mm. saying? Everyone's got their own kind of little, their little vice. And I, you know, I have my vice too. And I just, it's just, I'm an all or nothing type of guy. You well, know? I have a very similar personality, but it's not with substances, luckily. I, I, you know, like I take time off of weed all the time. I'll take a couple of weeks off. Doesn't it doesn't bother me at all. I never feel the need to drink. Coffee is the only thing that I've ever been convinced that I was addicted to. Because I took off once. Um, when I was writing, I was writing uh, right before I did my last special. I was for every day for 30 days. I was writing a blog because I, I think there's something about writing every day that really keeps your mind real right. sharp. You know, it's great for performing. It's, it's weird, it seems weird, but writing all the time is great for performing. So I was drinking a lot of coffee, man, and then I tried to not have coffee once I was done. And ooh, did I get a headache? Yeah, like, ooh, I got a 100 percent, and I felt like shit. I felt like really like sluggish, and I was like, oh great, I'm addicted to caffeine.
So my, I've, I've done it a couple of times where I've gotten off of caffeine, and every time I've done it, I have this weird, like, ugh, for like a couple of days. I have a rule. I don't drink uh, caffeine after a certain time, unless I have to perform and I'm really sluggish. Yeah. But like after 8 o'clock, I try to cut it off. Yeah. Because I, then I can't sleep at night, and I'm twitching, and I, I'm waking up in the middle of it, and like to get a good night's sleep... I like I I stop drinking coffee after because you know I'm I, addicted to it. I have a bunch of different things that I do to get ready for shows, but the number one best one for sure is warm your body up. I do a lot of stretching. I yeah. do a lot. Stretching is big because when you stretch, like you really fucking stretch, you release tension, and it just you like you feel better. You feel easier. Yeah. Like your tension builds up in you. So before a show, like I warm up and I stretch, and I learn this new uh, I learn this new breathing stuff from Steve Maxwell. He's into this. Uh, He's this uh, um, uh, fitness trainer, world-renowned, really high-level fitness trainer. He's got degrees, and he's also a black belt in jiu-jitsu, and he's a you know, uh, world-famous kettlebell instructor, and really cool guy. But he's basically uh, a guy who's lived his whole life with a passion for fitness, you know, so he, he's always constantly gathering information. And one of the things he's been concentrating on is breathing techniques. He's been concentrated on uh, this pranayama and all this yogic breathing. And so we did a bunch of these crazy uh, breathing exercises. Like, God damn. I thought breathing was just bullshit. I thought it was like, breathe through your mouth, breathe through your nose. Just right. I thought it was just something where you're not being tough enough. Suck it up, pussy. Stop, stop whining about how you're breathing. Let's go, let's go. Do another lap. You know, like that's what I always thought breathing was. But what it is is a, a much more rapid way of recovery. This like pranayamic breathing, and that you can actually control your breath when you become like a, like like a yoga guy, like a yogi, like one of those high level guys. They actually can control their breath, like and control their heart rate, and it like they can calm themselves down when they're in periods of stress. And so I started doing these uh, these uh, breathing exercises. It's uh, fascinating shit. So that along with stretching, that's the best. For yeah. Me. And then I, a shot. When I get older, man, and I'm not working out, man, my breathing goes to shit. Like when I'm trying to run and oh, stuff yeah. like that. It's, it's like terrible. when you get older, man, and you don't work out, your rigor mortis starts setting mm -hmm. in. Yeah. And you're, that's what you're fighting. Even though you're still alive, you're fighting rigor mortis setting in. And, and breathing is a big part of that, man. Well, this Maxwell guy is 59 years old. He's in incredible shape, dude. I mean, he does shit that I can't do. He shows me th some things, and I can't fucking do them. And he's 59 years old. Jesus. Super healthy. Just, just, just every day. Super shredded. Make sure you train every day. He trains every day. And when you do that, man, you force your body to work every day, your body just keeps flowing that blood through there, keeps building it up, keeps, and then you have this better reserve of energy. You feel better. When I see dudes slowly let it slip away and the gut grows and yeah man I see I just wanted that's why I brought you on this podcast. So <laughs> is this an intervention? intervention? Is this a fat intervention? Yes. As soon as we leave here we're going to go straight to the gym we're going to do rounds in the back. I don't know about that. Um but yeah that's going even going back to your your writing thing. It's it's I tell young comedians like always be writing. Yeah. It's a muscle. You know, so well, it also makes you reinforces the fact that you're a professional. Yeah, that you have work to do. You know, there's a lot of comics who like to feel like they're just fuck offs, and you know, they just like to just go on stage and try to remember what their jokes are and don't write anything down. It's, you know, you can do that. You Chuckle do that junkies. Way. They're very nervous not, yeah. about not getting the laugh. Yeah. They're afraid of that. They're afraid yeah. of that silence. It's and terrifying. Like, sometimes I just don't mind the silence. And then sometimes what I like to do now, if I run into a really shitty crowd, I like to go on my iPod and I get pocket sitcom and I add my own laughter to the crowd because sometimes I don't like the crowd and I'd rather have my own laughs going. So I'll do this into the, like, the crowd or something like that. I'll, be, I'll just go into the microphone and just enjoy my own laughter. You did that for real? Yeah. yeah. You know, this is an internet meme. 
And have you ever seen those where it says you're doing it wrong? Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I do now. Well, that's ridiculous, Sam. Well, I sometimes the crowd's just staring at me, and I just don't feel you like... Gotta, the, the, the deal is you got to get your own crowds. That's when the world changes. It's real hard to, like, when you, you show up at the store on a Tuesday night, that's why everybody likes doing that. Like, people, the re reason why people like to stop in in places is because until you become, like, really super famous where every crowd is your crowd, like right. Chris Rock or something like that, you know, when you just stop in, then you get sort of a slice of people that, you know, they're, they're, not, they're not as inclined to laugh at you. They're not, like, super psyched to have seen you. Like, oh, my God, we're going to go see Damon Wayans. We're so pumped right, up. Right. Big difference between that and then sitting in the audience. And, oh, Damon Wayans is here. You know? So you, he's going to get a much more honest response from you. No, I've seen that before, too. Like, yeah. I see comics who get out of there, like, you know, uh, I'm not going to say their names, but you see them, they're, they're in their crowd, they're crushing, take them out of their crowd. It's just, it, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. I'm back in the gym, I got to work yeah. out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, man. I mean, I'm but once you have a big, your crowd, once you have your crowd, it's easier to work on new Not material. everybody finds a crowd sometimes. I don't, I don't know, man. I just enjoy just going up there. I only do that when I'm doing like. Would you say not everybody finds a crowd not sometimes? Not everybody will. It's sometimes Sam it happens. Tripoli, you have a crowd. Sometimes they're at, I think they're all How at dare strip you bars. you yourself short. Yeah, well, they are definitely all fucked up. Let's yeah. Say that. I, I hate to the, the, the Sam Tripoli crowd. Bro. Listen, it's, those are same, my people too, man. I ain't my judging. people are mostly crazy. My crowd's <laughs> fucked up. They but, like to drink. But cool as fuck. Pregnant. Yeah, so do mine, man. My, my crowd is always fucked up. You know, I have more pot smokers than you do, probably. You're not yeah. really a big pot smoker guy. But you do sometimes. You, you go in these waves. Depends on where I'm right at, now, what I'm doing. Right now, Sam Tripoli's on an I'm Sober wave. Yeah, and you know, it works better. But my problem is when everything what, what starts What works better? Uh, dude, listen. I like the party, dude. I like to get out there. I like to go so you crazy. you just go nuts. Yeah, I'm a nuts guy, dude. Right. Because I just... I want it all. I want to do everything. I, I just, that's how I am, man. Right. And, you that's know. That's why you're funny. That's why you're comic. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm crazy. Impulsive, yeah. I'm nuts. Madness. I want everything to be the greatest story of our life. Right. That's every time I go out and I drink, I'm like, I want this to be a legendary <laughs> moment. And people are like, oh my God, last night we were with Tripoli. Shit got crazy. And you know what? That catches up with you after a while. It and does. I, I know just sipping a, a beer or just like that means that does nothing for me. Are you working this Friday? Uh, yeah, I'm in La Jolla. Damn. Why? Because I'm doing the Comedy Magic Club in Hermosa Beach. Oh, you're killing me, dude. dude. I'd love to Two gig shows. with you. I love, love that place. We'd have some fun. He's so nice, man. He books me about twice a year. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm not right for his crowd. I mean, like I am, but I, even my nice stuff has a little edge to it. You right. know what I'm saying? But he's so nice to put me up, you know? And uh, I love playing that crowd, but I love editing myself as yeah, I go. Yeah, is the nicest guy ever. Yeah, it's just a nice, fun club. Yeah, it's, it's a great club. But he, but he allows me, you know? Well, because you... I bring a certain crowd that packs. I bring them in, but he won't let Joey Diaz. Oh, really? Yeah, I've had Joey a couple of times. It's too extreme. <laughs> really? Joey's too crazy. He starts talking about stuffing things up your muffler. But yet he lets Ari, which makes no sense. Well, Ari apparently Ari's dirty is. Too. Yeah, yeah, but Ari's dirty. dirt is a little different dirt. Well, first of all, Ari's Jewish, so he gets a little past oh, there. Yeah. He's a Jew <laughs> in Hollywood. That's right. And he, and he looks. He doesn't. He's non-threatening. Yeah. You're not going to look at Ari going, "Oh my God, he's going to bang my daughter tonight." You don't look <laughs> yeah, at he's Ari. He's going like to rape that. your daughter tonight. He doesn't. No, you look like he. From here, he goes back <laughs> to the library and he starts working on a Dewey Decimal System. You know what I'm saying? It's like he. I don't look at it that way. I look at n nerdy guys as having just as much of a propensity for anger and violence as uh, as scary looking people. Because nerdy, a lot of times when you catch a nerdy person, you're catching them when they're fucking about to break. 
You know, their whole life, someone's been fucking with them. Their whole life, girls have been shitting on them and fucking their ex-boyfriends behind their back. Right. And people have been stealing their lunch money right. and stuffing them into lockers. So when the shit goes wrong with a nerdy guy, it could get crazy quick. Yeah. He's like, I fucking take this anymore! Yeah. No, it's nothing. Falling it's down, bro. Shit. Exactly, exactly. Falling down, I, I, I know get a it. lot of nerdy dudes that are suicidal, too. You know, I know I know some nerdy dudes that you know, especially when they get into their thirties, you know, and their their body starts to slow down, and then they're they're still unhappy with life. It gets tricky, man. And when you're around a suicidal person, you know, if they're willing to kill themselves, what the fuck are they willing to do to you? One hundred percent, man. Watch your p's and q's I've around crazy people, son. Super hot chicks who are suicidal. Sure. I mean, because to, yeah, it's their absolutely. reality. Yep. You're looking at them going, "You're hot." You have mm-hmm. everybody was is bending over backwards just to you know sniff your your magic, and, and but in their head they're like they're miserable. It's not enough. You need a lot of things to be happy in this life, man. You need you need fulfillment. You need love. You need friendship. You need honesty. You need honesty about yourself. You need to be able to assess your strengths and your weaknesses and find your goals and achieve them. And you need a lot of fucking things to be happy. You need, you need, you know, when I say find your goals and achieve them, I mean like, you know, not necessarily like your ultimate goal to be happy, but you have to, people require improvement in their life to be happy. And it might be improvement of just you, I'm going to paint. I'm going to paint a landscape scene. Yes. You get it done and you, you look at it and you're creative. like, I fucking did it. You know, yes. when I, whenever I do anything, whether it's a podcast or I write something, that feeling that you get when you're done, you're like, I did it. You need that to be happy. You, you can't just be, be a, a lazy fuck and sit around doing nothing. 100%. Yeah, I'm going to just going to drink and fucking sit outside. You were going to get bored, man. You're going to want to do something. The you idea gotta- of the ultimate idea of ultimate vacation is a stupid idea. I, you know, even when I go on vacation, I'm good for like a day. And then I want to do something. I want to do some shit. So then it's vacation. Let's go do fun shit while we're on vacation. But the idea of just sitting and just drinking in front of a fucking ocean for three days, like, Jesus Christ, how long can you do that? What kind of attention span do you have? But do you have a day of rest? One day. Yeah, that's one my day. Sunday. I can sit down one day. I Sunday, one day. I just don't. I yeah. try not to do shit. But I, sometimes I don't feel like I deserve it. If I don't feel like I deserve it, I won't give myself a Oh, I feel guilty sometimes. Yeah. But I feel like you have to have that moment of just yes, relax. You do. You do. But Don't. I think you have to earn it. In my mind, for, for me to be happy, I have to earn it. I have to make sure that I've, I'm not like slacking off about a bunch of shit that piles up in your subconscious. Because that's the shit that fucks with you when you're on brownies. 100%. And that's the shit that fucks with you when you're in the isolation tank. When I'm in the isolation tank, everything that fucks with me is things that I'm not doing. It's 100%. Things that I'm not doing or... Some mean stuff I said to someone when I was ten or something. <laughs> you know, like sometimes that'll like come back and you'll get some weird memory of that. But for me, like you know, I mean, where I am in my life and what I've done and all that stuff, I I, I have to. One thing someone said to me is that I asked them how they were doing. They go uh, a lot better than I think I am. You know, because sometimes people <laughs> sounds like Neil Brennan. Yeah, it's like you, you're doing. You're actually probably doing better than you give yourself credit for. But you know, sometimes people focus on what hasn't happened yet, or right. you know, than what the, has gone well in their life. And a lot of people sometimes uh, compare their like insides, other people's outsides, and that's where you start getting really weirded out. You know, right, it's right, like when right. you start looking at this guy and he's got what you've always wanted, or you yeah. think you've always wanted, and you're like, oh, I don't got anything. And you like don't realize how much you've done with your life. I, I'm really just in the moment. Of, I there's tons of stuff I, I would love to do, and I'm mm-hmm. working on doing. But like at the end of the day, like from what I've wanted to do, I've done a lot of it. 
there's a lot more to do, but I've done a lot of it. The most important thing to me when you, you have that feeling, you compare yourself to other people, this is it's not it's not a bad thing to do, but what you gotta do is only be inspired and have that as an ethic. Don't ever be jealous, don't ever be uber self-critical or down on yourself. Instead Doesn't of do going, any good. yeah. Instead of going, oh, I'm a fucking lazy piece of shit. You know, look at this guy; he's doing his fucking second Comedy Central special, and I, I don't even have a fucking hour and a half that I really like. You know, my my act sucks, and I can't keep a relationship. Instead of saying that, instead of saying that, watch some guy that you really love or respect, or watch. And, and instead of you know, instead of being put down by it, be elevated because 100%. of it. 100%. You, you can choose to do that, man. People can choose to do that. Yeah, and you might, you might be right. You might be a lazy piece of shit. You might be right, but don't think about it. Don't concentrate on that because if you concentrate on the fact that you're a lazy piece of shit, you will continue to manifest that reality. It sounds like hippie bullshit, but no, it's, it's fucking totally true. true it's dude. energy and intent. I have some thoughts, man, about, about reality, and I have some thoughts about the, the use of the mind and the imagination and how it sculpts reality. I don't think it's as simple as they want to break it down in like the secret and the law of attraction, and I put a picture of this house on the wall. Yeah, that's four crazy years shit. later, I was moving into that house. I don't think it's that, but I think it's kind of that. I the think there's something to the idea that your thoughts and imagination have an effect on reality. 100%. And this is, this, Look is at my rappers. Reason. this is my reason why I say this. Because I think the imagination is something that we're not taking as, as seriously as we should be. And what I mean by that is that I don't think if you looked at like what, what part does this play in life? What part does food play in life? What part does... The, the imagination has a huge impact on our reality because we take things out of the imagination and we build them like this fucking laptop. It came from uh, originally from someone's idea and it blossomed and evolved into what you see in front of you. But it came out of the imagination. It came out of the air. Someone figured out how to put something together because they had an idea. They had a spark. They saw a vision. They saw it. Fully formed in their mind, or they saw steps along the way fully formed, and they figured out how to do that. I think your mind doesn't just control things in a sense that you bring things out of the ether, you bring things out of your imagination and bring them and manifest them in the real world, but I think your mind actually has an effect on how things go in the real world. Yeah, they, and as I said before, I don't, I don't understand quantum physics, I don't get it. But I do know that they've done tests where they show that particles react differently if you're observing them than if you're not observing them. And I, I think there's probably something, some unmeasurable thing that's too fucking freaky and far out and really difficult to prove. But I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that there's, there might, your mind might have some sort of an impact on reality. You know, babies are still going to get killed by drive-bys, and yep. people are still going to get caught in avalanches just randomly. I mean, it's not not to say that shit can't happen. Right. Shit most certainly can happen, and most certainly there are natural occurrences that are going to be absolutely beyond anyone's control. You know, there's levels of experiences. Like, you know, you get to a meteor impact. That's a wrap! Meteor 65 million years ago, a big one slammed in, and there's nothing bigger than a fucking hamster lived. That's it. Boom-boom. And that could happen again, and no, no matter how much imagination you have and how much you, 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 you dream of a perfect world, I don't know if you can prevent that. I think that there might be quantum things, there might be macro things, there might be a whole bunch of things working together, but I don't discount the idea that you can use your own mind and your, your own imagination to manipulate reality to a certain degree. 
No, 100%. I've always felt, felt the energy you give out is sometimes the most of the time is the energy you get back. Or how about dudes who just force shit with their mind? You know, this is going to sound crazy, but when Dane Cook became really famous, that was one of the first things that I thought of. And I was like, wow, this guy wanted it so much that he figured out a way to make it. Like, because Dane Cook, we, we all have, have talked about it in the comedy world. That was a real shocker for a lot of us. We were like, wow, how did he do that? That's amazing. How do you get that big? That, that big, that quickly. That big, yeah. yeah but the I, whole thing. I, you, you can always, uh, to the point you could always tell someone's going to work. And I always felt, in, you know, he's, he's a different person right now, I feel, that, that when I met him. Mm-hmm. Which was many years well, ago. Well, he's way different now because he's successful and he's sort of relaxed and he's realized. And that some things in his life have happened yes. that made him reassess where he wants to be and what he the like type his brother of ripping him off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, his parents you know? dying. Yeah, but he was a win at all cost guy. Yes, exactly. And exactly. with that comes a certain price. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've always said that, and not that he's a bad person, but I've always said. Sometimes bad things happen to good people, mm-hmm. but I always felt bad things always happen to bad people. And it may not be instantaneous, and it may not – the word bad maybe isn't the right way to describe somebody, but I feel like if you're always putting out energy and you're, you're, you're fucking over your fellow man to, to win mm-hmm. almost, it's going to come back. And it might not be instantaneous, meaning if I fuck you right now, to, you know, I'm going to walk out and get hit by a car – you never know. Well, this is what I think. I think that the only time that doesn't work is with sociopaths. Because sociopaths don't seem to have any feelings about you know, things like that. They don't worry about hurting people's feelings. They don't, they don't feel connected. But, but they, the uh, real problem with regular people like you and I is that you feel connected with someone when you hurt their feelings. Like I've had people that are hecklers, that are just idiots, and they're ruining a show. There's a thousand people in there, and one person wants to, wants to fucking throw in their own stupid brain and, and, and slosh up the whole show. So I'll destroy this person. I'll torture them. I'll break down their life. But I feel bad. I don't feel good about it. I don't want to do that. I want everybody to have a good time. I don't want to hurt this guy's feelings. And as the guy's leaving, fuck you, you're a fucking zero. And I'm like, come on, man. I'm at least a one or a two. This is ridiculous. And everyone's laughing. And I'm like, if I'm a zero, what the fuck are you? Yeah, 100%. Get get out of here, you crazy asshole. 100%. A thousand people here and you're, you're trying to ruin their night and people are screaming and cheering this guy's leaving. And as the guy's leaving, I feel bad. I do. Like, I don't he, want his this. nights ruined. Yes, I don't want to hurt anybody. Because you really just want to perform and yeah. entertain people that paid money to see. You. Exactly. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I, I think people that that hurt people's feelings, even if you justify it, you know you did something, and I think that thing that fucks with your head and it, it devalues you in your own eyes. You're not a hero in your own eyes. You're not. You're not someone who you respect. You know, you're doing what you got to do to get by, but ultimately, you're not respecting yourself. And I think we all have a certain amount of appreciation and respect for hero figures. You know, like, we all look at, like, the guy who never lies and always does the right thing and fucking helps everybody out. And that's the John Wayne character. You know, that's, that's the, right. the ultimate hero. And when you look at your own life and you don't stack up, you're a thief. You stole money from your wife's purse. And, you know, you, 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 you don't want to smoke cigarettes, but you fucking have to. You, you can't deal with the stress you smoke. You devalue yourself. You slowly start devaluing yourself. You, when you look at yourself, you realize that if you were judging yourself, you would judge yourself unfavorably. If you're stealing, if you're hurting people, if you're damaging 100%. people. 100%. So no matter who you you can't pretend you're the, 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 the hero of your story. You can't. You have to be the hero of your own story. And you can do that. You can be the hero of your own story that woke up today. You can be the hero of your own story that at 40 years of age stopped, got out of bed, and said, 
I'm not doing this anymore. I'm doing this differently. I am going to figure this out and I'm going to do it only by my instincts and only by my morals and my ideals and my mind. And I'm going to be dead honest with myself because I'm realizing this is not going to last forever. And I'm going to be the nicest fucking human being to everyone I meet, possibly. And I'm going to get myself in shape and I'm going to eat healthy. And I'm going to do this because this is, this is me now. I decide that this is me. And people have to realize that you are not your past. You are not... All oh, the yeah. times you fucked up. You are not all the times you couldn't get it up. You are not all the times you were drunk and you know and you, you, you threw up in someone's car. That's not you. Well, you, you are the person who's learned from a great deal of experiences. And if you learn correctly and if you process them correctly, you'll have a happier life. You know, uh, in recovery, that's a big part of it. When they, t- you know, you're supposed to list all the stuff you've done and to apologize people. to them. And yeah. you base what it is is you just get it out, yes. and you're like, "I did this. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. Now it's gone. You exactly. moved on." And usually, the person you admit to, they'll be like, "I did all that and a little more. Yes. Look where I am. It doesn't yes. define you." And yes. that's the truth. And sometimes people hold on to that. So you know, psychological stuff like athletes and entertainers. Sometimes they'll do something and something bad will happen. Yes. And it almost like wounds them. It's like high school. Yes. When someone shits on you, it sticks with you. Yes. Instead yes. of understanding that that was a moment in time and that person was probably hurt themselves, mm-hmm. it doesn't define you as a person. Yeah, yeah. You, you, we all do things that we're not happy that we did. But that doesn't mean that's you now. You know? It means you're not gonna, you got to learn that. And the, the thing about apologizing to someone, you, once you, you get it out there, once you've like relieved this tension, then it's no longer this burden that you're carrying around. Because otherwise you have like burdens. Like I seriously, I will, I will think about some shit that happened from fucking 20 or 30 years ago. And I'll be like, ah, oh, I should have been nicer to her. Or, ah, oh, I shouldn't have talked to him that way. And, and it, will, it will fuck with me like 20 or 30 years oh, there's, later. Oh, there's this girl named Erin McNally. I went to school there. And I went to my last reunion just hoping that she would show up because during elementary school, we treated her so badly. And I hated it. And I wasn't part of it, but I, I saw it happening, but I wasn't strong enough to because I was a kid. Yeah. And I didn't stop. And I've always wanted to like just be like, I'm sorry that that had to happen, man. Yeah. Well, when I was a kid, um, especially as I got older and uh, I was more and more angry, I became uh, the first person to pull the trigger. I was like the first person to insult someone. Because I figured, well, you're going to probably insult me, so I'll get you first, you know. And, you know, you, you, you develop this sort of a, a protective personality like that, especially if, like, you're a little guy and people want to fuck with you. And that was me. And when, when you do that, you know, you, you all of a sudden that'll, like, be a way you behave now. And then, you know, you'll say things. You're like, why did I even say that? That's, that's such a douchey fucking thing to say. But it's just uh, purely, it's based purely on insecurity. We used to, I used to call it the uh, triply low blow. Where we would be like having. Brian, what are you doing over there, buddy? Want to participate in the conversation? There's no way I could do that. (laughs) There's no way you could participate in this conversation? What's up? Because it was so long winded, I don't even know what you guys were talking about near the end. I know what we were talking about. I'll break it down for you. Brian is like a two year old boy. No, I mean, I got the the main point near the beginning, and then it was kind of like I just stopped listening, you know? I I have a real problem, like in school, with anything when when something gets really deep into a conversation, unless it's about something that I'm totally interested in, like to solve some kind of mystery. Uh, it's I, I just lose interest in it. How about we talk about? Uh, are your you going to be stink, a- dude? I know. Put your fucking shoes back. Really? On. Yeah. I think something's wrong with my feet, feet right now. Yeah. Well, if well your they feet stink. stink. That's what's wrong. Yeah. Or is it your shoes? No, that the stink? shoe. I think these shoes are fucked up. That's the grossest thing ever. When someone takes their shoes off, and their feet stink <laughs> right next to you. But did you smell it stinking? I smell it. right I just here. smelled it right when he said it. Dude, they stink. I'm yeah. gonna light some incense. You stinky motherfucker. <laughs> 
Yeah, I have really old gym shoes on because I was moving on. I want to talk yeah. about whether Brian's going to be okay with a tranny being on the uh, podcast tomorrow. So who is this girl? Guy. It's uh, Listen, here's my whole thing, man. I'm. Okay. How do you know this person, by the way? Did you meet this person? Uh, meet this person at well, a bar or no, 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 a friend? No, no what I, I just Why feel. Sense, you stinky bitch. I just feel like in the naughty show is a is a. Uh, I want to explore all stuff, and I'm fine with anybody doing whatever they want with a consenting adults. And so you know you can't do naughty show and it just can't be like let's bang porn star. I want to explore everything and all the different aspects of not just sexuality but just people and their behavior and everything like that. And I just wanted to and I thought it might be interesting to have her on and see what that's like. How do you get? That? I'm always interested. It's a, how in how did you do meet people her? It's a funny that subject. That, I'm glad you brought this up because I was I wanted to talk about this very subject because somebody on my message board printed. Uh, he goes, uh, I organized my porn folder. That was the uh, the thread, and they look at it and it's like eighty percent. She males and trannies, Whoa. and everybody was like, "Are you trolling? Like, what are you, what are you doing? Are you trolling? Are you joking around? Like, what, what are you doing?" And um, it was basically what he was doing was getting the conversation started. And then as he got the conversation started, he's like, "No, I'm into regular girls, but uh, I, you know, I do watch a lot of tranny porn. I've had some tranny ex- uh, escorts, you Whoa. know, and like." Super honest about it, and everybody's like, "Whoa, dude, you got balls!" You know, like, so, uh, but not really. I mean, yes, they, they, he definitely has balls, but it's a cool environment that you're doing it in. Like, that's the best way to use the internet. If you got some crazy fucking freak thing, and you can talk about it, and your name is, you know, Akmak Fifty Two, right, right. No one's gonna know who yeah, you are. USA. You can make up whatever the fuck you want your name to be, and then you know, it's just a character on a message board. Who knows if he's even telling the truth? I mean, it might just be an ultimate troll. People love to do things like that and then giggle and pretend. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretending I'm Brazilian. Yeah. People love doing things like that. I, I just found, you know, it's like the two biggest here? porn oh, types out there. Genres are no. interracial. And tranny porn, because I think that's the what, one of the biggest genres. The two biggest. Wow, well, and you would know, because folks, you, this is not coming out of a man. Who, that's the person that's I, coming to the studio. Tomorrow. That's a tranny. Yeah. Whoa, that looks like a dude. Yeah, some of them. That look looks, a, the, the, when they go too fuck, when they go too far with the makeup. Here, trannies. Let me give you a little piece of advice. You're better off looking sort of like a man with less makeup than look like a tranny with a lot of makeup. Because when you have a lot of makeup on, it always looks like you're trying to... Yeah, you're but trying, look at lesbians. Trying to trick me? They try to go look like lumberjacks. What guys that really Not are going around with the lesbians, boots? The, the butch ones. The ones that don't want to work, they look like hot chicks. Right, the lipstick lesbians. Yeah. And they're my fans. Well, those are the ones that don't want to work. I do. What I they are is they want a woman to come along and take care of them the way a man would. Right. You know, they want a woman to be like their bodyguard. And, and they're usually passing through. Chaz, they're just Chaz Bono them, you know? A hundred grand to look like Larry the Cable Guy. That's so <laughs> fucked up. Is that what it costs? A hundred grand? Yeah. You know what's weird about Chaz Bono? Look, first of all, I, I don't. I, I would never criticize someone who's doing that because I don't know what the fuck it's like. I, I, Here's I my I theory what, on that. I don't know what this, what's, what's what going on like? inside of his body. I don't I, know. I don't think I have no problems with it. Be mm-hmm. yourself, but don't tell me it's not a little weird, okay? Like, you know, it's like if your cat starts barking like a dog, it's a little weird. I'm not saying it's wrong, and I totally support his right to do it, but it's not normal well, I normal. Don't think, I don't think she's saying it's not. I think no. I think that's not. what's exactly. Do you, do you call him a he? Do you call him a he or a she? I call mm-hmm. him a he. Eh. No, I call him a he. Yeah. That's what he is now. Respectfully. Yeah. Yeah. I have to that's see what... his dick to call him a he. Well, that's my... I do Otherwise, joke about just say, that. hey, what's up, Chaz? I'm like... <laughs> I wouldn't say he or she. Maybe we'll just call him a Chaz. Yeah. Um, you know, the Navajos thought that there was four basics, uh, basic uh, sexes. That it wasn't four preferences. It wasn't male, female. It was male, female, masculine, woman, feminine, male. 
and that they thought that makes this sense. was just a, a natural thing, and that there was always people that wished they were born a girl. And, all, and I believe it. I, I, I 100% believe it. There's just too many people. I mean, I know it could be just nutty people. It could be some weird imbalance. It's one thing they've proven that experiences will literally shape the mapping of your fucking mind and the yeah. way your mind um, makes correlations and the way, you, you know, and re even shape your genes, you know, that it's the genes are activated because of certain stresses and different things that happen to you, like literally in the womb, man. You know, that's why so many people that come from really super volatile environments are like quick to jump and be violent. And the reason being is that they're fucking programmed to say, hey, we're going to shoot you out in the middle of a fucking war zone, okay? When you come out, it's craziness right out the get-go. Your mom almost got shot today coming home from work, and you experience all this inside the womb. The, your body's like getting ready for war. It's 100%. triggering. It's, it's triggering everything in that way. It's experiences, way. Yeah. and you draw from those experiences yeah. on how to react with certain certain situations yeah but the back to the training stuff is like i believe it's like gay training wheels that no it's not that that no but why it's so popular on the internet oh i see what you're saying the porn yeah why is it so popular because well, it starts off with blowjob videos i think there's a training. broad spectrum that's what i think i think you know I think there's a broad spectrum of, of uh, sexual likes and dislikes. And some guys literally get off, and they're not even gay. They get off on looking at other guys' dicks. They'll get off on looking at a guy's dick being hard and imagine it was their dick. And they get they literally watch porn and get off on the dicks. Well, I think that's why in a racial porn, so they just love watching these just big bazookas just destroying these little well, white girls. Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand that because I can't relate because it's not like that's a black dick. That's not my dick. That's how I always look at it. That's why like when I see a dude's got a little tiny dick, I'm like, come on, son. That ain't my dick. I can't pretend this is my dick. So this, <laughs> is, this is not like fun porn for me. But know? there's not a lot of little dick porno guys. There's plenty of little dick porno guys. Like how, what's little? Like I don't. It's I've never. I, I, it's not big. I can't relate, son. Six, seven. If it ain't swole like a motherfucker. <laughs> That's so interesting. No, it's like, you know, there's, there's sometimes fat guys, too. Fat guys with little dicks. And some dudes love that shit. Because they go, that could be me, man. It could Which be is me. why I know I was amazed that there's not more of that. Like, because yeah. that's what porn started out. Really ugly guys banging super hot chicks. Yeah. Because that was the fantasy. Well, have you seen some of the new porn that they're doing where the uh, porno stars will fuck a fan? Yeah. They'll fuck a real fan. And they'll let the fan come inside of them and everything. Like, God damn. Oh, that's what my, uh, that's what my, uh, at my naughty show, they wanted, a director wanted to come and raffle off to uh, one of the kids. So, and the, I don't know, the, the establishment was like, I don't know, that's legal. Which uh, establishment? Uh, cheetahs. They said no? Yeah. Jesus Christ, how is it not legal? You're just it, arranging, there's no money being uh, taken, changing it's something hands. weird had happened. Like You're arranging her. pornography. Yeah. Oh, if so, if something weird. Yeah, That's their yeah. whole theory. She could get some fucking savage. Yeah, you could raffle it off, and you could say that your buddy won, who's a fucking Igabayabuchi, straight out of jail, dude. Yeah. I just kill it. Just like he was called doing like it. Ultimate Kiss Night or something. He would be fucking her on a camera, though, dude. I mean, it would be like a video that they make. They're, that's their whole thing. If something went bad, they could be liable. I'm like, I don't know how, but... So they didn't want to do it. I thought it was going to be hilarious. can you just change the wording, though? Like, Ultimate Kids Night? Like, make it something like that? Like, it was implied that everyone knows. Yeah, exactly you could just... I mean, gonna... doesn't Howard Stern do that, though? He sets it up where they go and yeah, fuck guys. the interns Yeah, they stuff. fuck guys. I ran it by Cheetah, and they were... Cheetahs, and you they were like, it nope. wrong. You said it wrong. Isn't that funny? Well, you know what it is, man? No. You know what it is? The risk for reward for them is, is not worth it. What are they going to do? They're going to make a couple hundred people happy if they do it? And what's the risk? The risk is... They get known as a prostitution establishment. Yeah, they, they get fucked, and they lose 
their license. That's the risk. It's yeah. like, why would they do that for your silly little fucking comedy show? Silly boy, you non-business sense having motherfucker. This is my business here. I've been in Vegas for 17 fucking years this location. Yeah, do it with a French accent. That's who that cheaters now. French guy? Sam with Zen, they cannot do this now. The French are freaks, man. They don't yeah. give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. Have you been to a strip bar in uh, L.A. lately? No. They're yeah. horrible. Really? They're yep. all horrible. They've always been horrible. There's never been a good one. And there's that no, one. But remember that bit that I used to do about uh, the Star Strip on La Cienega? No. It was a true fucking story. The girl was dancing, and I asked her, I go, hey, I go, is this fun for you? Do you like doing this? She goes, I don't talk to guys who come here. Yeah. And I go, why, why not? She goes, well, you know what? Most of the guys who come here are assholes, so I don't talk to guys who come here. And I go, well, it's an open door. I mean, like, nice people can come in, too. I go, you know. And she goes, well, they only come here for one reason. I mean, like, why did you come in here? And I go, because somebody told me there's a place that I could go where I could see a strange girl's pussy for a dollar. Oh, I remember that yeah, bit. Yeah, remember that bit? That's a true story. That right. really did happen. I was like, what a gross conversation. I just, you're dancing. If, if you don't want to talk to me, just say, you know, uh, I prefer to be silent or something. But to see most guys are assholes. Like, okay, I get, I get this is not fun all the time. But I'm nice. I'm being nice to you. Yeah, you know, I'm you, sure there's a lot of dicks going yeah. in there. But it's like, that's your job. I mean, it's like there's a bit of sales you, going you know on. Yes, should, but. Joe, you, know, you, you should. You should totally open up a club and just call it like no. Houston's and fly just oh, they're all the girls there are just from Texas and they Dude. get flown in every night week. Wouldn't that be cool? No, it wouldn't be cool. Why wouldn't it be Here's cool? That would solve the LA a bunch of fucking problems. That's what all you right. got. I mean, if you if you want to, what it is is these are people that are broken. That's what it is. I mean, the reason why this girl's angry at work is not because not even necessarily because so many guys are assholes, which I'm sure they are, but it's because the reason why she's fucking got her asshole in front of your face in the first place. She's broken. Right. Something happened to this poor girl when she was younger, and she's all fucked up and most likely molested. And then here well, we there's, go. There's Ooh. good LA club or there's good strip clubs though. You enjoy going to good strip clubs. You know the what, ones dude? in L.A. are just completely broken because of the actress thing. But exactly. It's like also less and less. As I, 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 I could only enjoy it with a bunch of people and less and less. I le less and less I enjoy it than when I was younger. And it's just because I do the math, you know? You do that whole fucking Buddhist thing where you start to think about what is the cause and effect? What is the, what is the uh, initial starting point for this, per, you know, the, the current behavior? Or you have a couple of drinks and you just go stare at tits. Do you hear about the place in North Dakota? There's this city where they've, like, some mining city where... The girls are stripping and they're making $3,500 a night because they got so much money and there's oh, yeah. like five yeah. chicks in the whole entire town. And they're taking, they're taking in applications from around the world, like they Russians, in yeah. uh, Czech chicks. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, talking to some dudes up in Canada. We were working. Uh, we were in Grand Prairie and some shit like that. I'm way, way the fuck up there. And uh, they were talking to us about the, the – um, there's a lot of dudes that work up there in the mines. And the, there's nothing to do up there. And they make a shitload of money. Shitloads of money, dude. Yeah. Shitloads of cash. Yeah, that was my job when I got... Europe. They come in from Europe for, for gigs there. Yeah, I have rules with women. I won't fuck three types of chicks. Underage, married, or Russian chicks. Those Scared are of Russians? <laughs> dude, one, they may not be there by choice. And two... You don't know, man. Those chicks are just as crazy, man. They come in, they'll slice and dice some motherfuckers. Dude, the craziest bitch I ever used to fuck around with was a Ukrainian girl. She right? Was, she was wild. I still beat off to that girl. And they Woo! always want to get married. Like, after, yeah. like, two months, they're like, I need a ring. Put a ring on this finger. Yeah, well, she was uh, second generation, but God damn, this bitch was a freak. Woo! They're like the craziest white girls Woo! out there. They're crazy Woo! white girls, but they're 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 just like they have a they're a, a much hardier stock than your average white girl. It's like almost like they're 
almost like a different species. And the men, too. You know, if you look at guys like Fedor or Igor Zinoviev or, you know, the fucking hard Russian men. You know, yeah. there's some fucking hard Russian men. They always it's have like, that country strength. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like a whole country full of Matt Hughes's. They you just know? fight. They look like they fight grizzly bears. It's a tough. I mean, look, there's Russian pussies just like, you know, there's American pussies. There are all kinds of pussies in this world. But Russians are some fucking tough fucking people, man. Yeah, they are. They've been through some crazy Dude. shit. Armenians. Armenians are nuts, That's bro. That's your people. Oh, tough, yeah. Tough fucking people, man. Yeah. A lot of Armenian fighters, dude. A lot of MMA fighters. A lot of Muay Thai Armenian fighters. A lot of Armenian boxers. Right, taxi Arme- drivers. When you think of... <laughs> you think of when I guys. moved to LA, that was the weirdest thing because where <laughs> I was drivers. from, the, you know, the, the Armenians where I'm from are very, like, they look like white people. Right. Out here, they're very Persian Armenian. Where are you from? That they look Upstate like, New York. And they look like white people. They look... If you looked at all my aunts, you'd be like... A couple of my aunts, you'd be like, well, those are white people. You would never know they were Armenian. Where did, how did our Armenia get its Armenia? How did uh, <laughs> Armenian nights? How did uh, they get their their like their ethnicity? Like, where do they come from? Is it a mix of you know, like Filipinos or Chinese and Spanish? Like out here, uh, they're mostly uh, Persian Armenian. Persian Armenian. They're like Persians, but the country uh, adopted Christianity, so it became its own little thing, and it never really got along with any of its. Like neighbors, so it was. So the Persians came into Iran and then became Christians. No, the Persians. Yeah, well, it was one whole thing. I mean, I mean, mean, yeah, came into Armenia and then became uh, Christians. Yeah, the 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 country was the first country to ever adopt Christianity as its country's uh, official religion. So okay, so there's um like the darker, more Middle Eastern looking Armenians, and then there's more like 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 Eastern European, yeah, very light skin, very light skin. You would never know. Do they take you the same way though? Because I know that there's like uh, with Mexicans, there's a, a big difference in Mexicans Coconuts. as well. Well, you get with Mexicans, you get dudes who look like Oscar De La Hoya or Salma Hayek, who look very Spanish, very European. And then you get you know dudes who look more like Indians, really, more like Native Americans, because that's the real bloodline, like the Mayans. What know? about the uh, uh, one the Mexican bloodline. boxer who looks redheaded Irish? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, just yeah. fought on the Mayweather. Louis C.K. Did you hear? His yeah, Mex- Lucy K's Mexican too. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, he was Louis born in Mexico. Lucy K's Mexican. Yeah. yeah, not born in Mexico, but he's Mexican. Wow. Yeah, I never knew that. Yeah. But that's what. Yeah. Well, he has a joke about how he's more Mexican than Carlos Mencia, and he really is. I mean, Louis is Mexican. Yeah, very fascinating. Full or just half? I don't know. An, an so, um, Irish? I don't know. I don't know. I think his dad a was lot of, or something. I don't know. He's got a lot of Mexican yeah. in him. But um, there's a there's a very distinct look that uh, some Mexicans have, you know. A very, it's it's more of an American Indian look, yeah. You know, sort and of. When I went to Mexico City, I went to Mexico City to see uh, Metallica, and uh, we flew in, and my yeah. friends were already there, and we didn't know what to do. So we're like, oh, no one's here to pick us up. We were gonna go. We were like, we need a ride, so we find a taxi, and it gets shady, dude. The taxi driver's like, follow me, man. And we walk through the airport, and as we get through the airport, we keep walking. It gets more and more third world, so I'm not lying to you. Eventually, we're walking out the airport through this back alley where there's these chickens all running around. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not going right, man. And he, we got into car. I put, made a video of it, and he drove around. And, like, that's the worst thing you can do in Mexico City is get in a taxi because they will kidnap you. They'll drive wow. you somewhere. They'll take you, and they'll hold you for a couple of days till you, they drain your ATM. 
And wow. if you're lucky, they'll let you come back. But I don't know. This guy liked us. We started talking about hookers and all that wow. stuff. Because there's something about me. Whenever I land to do stand-up or do somewhere, I always ask, so what's going on in this town? And they always tell me where the hookers are. The, the, immediately, the first thing they always tell me is like, oh, you can get some girls over here. I don't know what it is. You seem like a party guy. I seem like a party But do I look like I need hookers? Yes. Yes. <laughs> really? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's cool. That's a cool yeah, superpower. You just look like you like them. Yeah. Like you could tell. Like, like I don't want. I just want to talk to them. Yeah. And get to know them. Right. And hmm. the hooker whisper. Yeah, Mexico is a <laughs> very tricky place. Last time I was there, I was in Cancun. It was a few years back, and I remember landing and walking through the airport, and just all these people like coming at you to try to give you a ride. And I was like, "Wow, we had a ride already arranged." So I was like, "This is gross, man! Like you, you, you like you can't move through them. Like I'm walking, pulling my bags, and like one after the other. You need a ride? You need a ride? You need a ride, sir, senor? You need a ride, senor? Holding up their fucking sign, and it's like, wow, this is this is weird. I'm uncomfortable here. You realize, like, whoa, this is they're playing by different rules. A one hundred percent. It's a third world country, son. You can call it Cancun all you want. You just landed in a place where laws don't apply. Everything's different. I mean, some laws apply, but it's not the same. You know, everything's run by fucking violent drug gangs. You know, there's they. I mean, they have a. Sure, they have a military presence. Sure, they have police. But the fucking drug gangs in Mexico are. They run everything. Everything. Every spot near near the border. You go to the border. They even have our weapons. <laughs> they yeah. end up busting them with our our military yeah. weapons. How ridiculous is that? When you realize how fucking nutty these government agents are. Did, did you hear about that? Uh, was it called Operation Fast and Furious? Is that yeah. what it was? Well, I mean, All like, right. do you think we give it to them, or they just yeah. end up? Yeah, because we'd like to destabilize. Regions. It's is that so what it is? You yeah. think they're trying to? Uh, oh, one hundred percent. We play both sides. We we because their guns turned up in El Paso too. The guns they turned up in uh, in crimes that were in, used in El Paso. So the guns that the ATF sold to uh, the Mexican drug traffickers, they, those fucking guns showed up in our country. So those ju those guns could have easily been used to kill American civilians because our fucking government is completely incompetent and retarded. 2,000 weapons were trafficked along the U.S.-Mexico border, and many were used in wow. violent crimes in Mexico. In addition, two AK-47 semi-automatics involved in the program were recovered after a U.S. border agent was killed south of Tucson. Wow, a U.S. fucking border agent was killed with one of these weapons. So under the program, dubbed Fast and Furious, agents with the Federal Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives in the Phoenix Field Office allowed licensed firearm dealers to sell weapons to illegal straw buyers in the hope that the agents could track the weapons and arrest Mexican drug cartel leaders. That was their wacky, fucking, dopey-ass idea. Hmm. They were going to allow the fucking Mexican drug cartels to get more weapons. What? Did they have, did they have GPS things on them or something? Uh, who the fuck knows? Because then that kind of makes sense. No, if you it sell doesn't. A bunch of, if you give a bunch of guns and you watch... So uh, they, That's like, dumb. They know where they are. They already know where they are. They're where the drug guys are. They have fucking ranches, man. Dude, there's These guys powers are, that be, bro. Yeah, they have billions and billions of dollars. And you never know. Like, there was that whole theory that they want to really, like, bankrupt Mexico... You ever heard of the Amero? Do you buy yeah. into that at all? I heard about it. Yeah, uh, like it the whole a, thing was just... Lou Dobbs actually had it on CNN, I think. About just like how they're trying to like make like Mexico's broke as shit and then America broke as shit and then bring down Canada with us and then everything's... Our money's worth nothing that they just get rid of everything and it's the Amero, bro. Do you think that's possible? Do you think the government actually plots to crash the economy? I, I think I, it's absolute incompetence. I don't think that they plot to crash shit. I do think that they that powers that be 
crash the market so they can buy everything cheaper and then it goes back up and they buy more money. I definitely think that. Okay, yeah. Well, I definitely think that people short stocks and they, they manipulate the market and do stuff like that to get that to get money, but those aren't that's not necessarily the same people that are the government. These are this is people that are involved in the market. The market sort of pays for the government to get the government to do certain things their way that help them and aid right. them and stealing money and you know and make sure there's a lot of clauses so they get away with a lot of shady shit completely legally. But I don't think they're plotting but to here's my crash theory. The, the you know the economy. I think that's kind of You ever watch the first 48? Yes. You ever see somebody kill somebody over $20 worth of crack? Yeah. And you're like, well, those are just thugs and gals, but they're people. They're wired certain ways. You're looking at the government. You're looking at people who are dealing with tr billions, if not trillions of dollars. Mm -hmm. I, I just don't think they're going to let you know a flip of a coin decide where that money goes and that they could have some problem with manipulating shit. I'm not saying that's what happens, but I would never, ever put it past somebody to manipulate something yeah. for a ton of money. Yeah, maybe. But you know what? There's too many people that have to be involved in rigging the whole economy to collapse, and then you You'd have to figure out who the hell's going to profit on this, and then you'd have to follow the money. This, the, 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 there's no mystery why things collapsed. There's no mystery. There was a goddamn money grab, and they, they knew that it was temporary, and they, they went crazy, and they made you know the, the whole economy virtually based on nothing, based on nonsense, and right. slowly but surely, not right. based on gold, not based on anything. It's all based on craziness. And then there's derivatives. I read this Matt Taibbi article where he was talking about the derivative economy being like 100 times larger than the regular economy, whatever the fuck that means. Like it's, it, it gets so fucking squirrely. So they, they know what, what went wrong. It, it's not like someone sabotaged it on purpose so that they could profit from it and that they could slowly devalue the dollar so they can yeah, combine the countries together. You know, there's no profit in that, man. There's no, there's no ultimate profit in creating one giant there's, country. There are, I, listen, I'm not saying, I mean, I that's, well, I'm saying that's the theory out there. Yeah. I'm not, I, it's beyond, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past anybody. I mean, you're talking about, because when they hmm. do that, supposedly what's going to have to happen, and this is such a radical thing, but it would be like, you would scrap the constitution. Mm -hmm. You'd have to scrap the constitution and well, rewrite Well, they've sort of done that anyway. They've sort of done that anyway, slowly but surely. But they've this would be a direct, like. Parts of freedom of speech, parts of the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms has been compromised significantly in this country, and more and more now that uh, they 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 were trying to do with the um, vapor with um, medical marijuana. They're trying to make it so that if you have medical marijuana, you're not allowed to possess a gun anymore, or you're not allowed to buy a new gun. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. They're they're, they're fucking with people's rights, inalienable rights as non criminals. In the United States of America, as hunters, as as people that want to go target shooting, it's whatever. You know, you're saying because someone uses medical marijuana, they shouldn't be allowed to. What about oxycodone? You got that on your list? No, you don't. Oh, go fuck yourself. Yeah, that's you one fucking criminals. Like they should go to jail for that, dude. Just for even suggesting that medical marijuana should be something that you should lose your gun for, and not oxycontin, and not Vicodin, and not a regular drinker. Fuck you, you criminal. One hundred percent. It's so transparent, man. That is one of the most transparent pieces of corruption the world has ever seen the idea that the fucking atf is going to go after potheads before they go after pharmaceutical companies alcohol companies you're going to go after people who smoke pot they're the ones who can't have guns well then what about obama and his administration now trying to shut down all the um the dispensaries yeah it's ridiculous it's like like this it's a bag of goods it's all bullshit it's they so say it's the department of justice they, or say the, but they it's say his it's the guys in there office, rather. 
right? Yeah. It's not well, I guess they're not listening to him. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't know how that works. I don't. I don't know how much say the president really. I'm has. with you. I don't. That's I don't what know. I think happens. Is he got in there? He yeah. wanted like, yes, we can. Got in there. Real. It's all. It's the yeah, Bill Hicks Bill whole Hicks, thing. Yeah. They showed him a different fucking view of the Kennedy assassination. I think it's, a, it's even different than the Bill Hicks joke. It's like. Instead, he thought he was going to go there and he was going to get into an office and he was going to be able to change shit. And when he got there, there's a, a bunch of people feverishly working to patch up a hole in the middle of the universe. And they're like, listen, this is we can only keep this together for another fucking year or two. And uh, it's going to blow. It doesn't matter if the economy goes. It doesn't matter if we get <laughs> cancer. This, this fucking thing's going to blow. This is a, there's, a, there's a hole in the universe. We're trying to patch it up. We got our boys holding it down. And they flew him out to fucking Area 51 in Nevada. And he looked at the hole in the universe and he went, fuck. And then his hair slowly became gray. Always. And he's like, what do you want to go? Go after pot, go after pot. God, what are you gonna Fuck do? it, who cares at this point? Well, we, oh, Pakistan, war with Pakistan. Fuck it, why not? Iran, <laughs> Iran has bombs. Let's let's bomb them first. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, it's a goddamn just, hole in the universe. Why I saw not, it. dude? Why not? He get gray quick, didn't he? Well, you know, he looks Logic. better. Most black don't crack. That's for sure. He looks because better than Bush. That's oh yeah, sure. they do. They yeah. decay because they start seeing shit that we don't even know about. Yeah. They're just like, uh You heard what Bill Clinton said, man. One of the craziest things that he said about being in office was about the moon landings. He said um, that when he was a kid, just a couple months after the Apollo 11 landing, you know, he said that it was amazing that man put a, a, a person on the moon and he worked with this old carpenter. This old carpenter said that he thought that that was BS and that, uh, you know, those, those television fellows, he goes, I don't believe a word of it. Those television fellows can uh, get, try to get you to believe anything. I don't believe man landed on the moon. And he said, at the time, I thought that guy was a crank. He goes, but after eight years in the White House, just stop and think about that. What he said, after eight years in the White House, I start to think maybe he was ahead of his time. This is the fucking president. The fucking president said that. Just imagine the shit that he saw where he would even pretend that the moon landings possibly could have been faked. That he would even entertain that for a, a moment. I don't think we have a goddamn clue as to what really creepy shit is going on behind closed doors when the pharmaceutical companies talk about the amount of you know drugs that they produce every year that they need to sell and how they up the oxycontin every fucking year. You know they've upped it so much since we've been in Afghanistan. What a coincidence! Afghanistan produces all the heroin, and that's where they're fucking getting it, and that's where they're making oxycontin, and we're over there protecting it. One hundred percent hilarious, and, and it's so funny that stealing. people don't believe any of that. That, uh, that that they can't sit there and and fathom that their leaders it, might not have their best interests. Especially when you're talking about billions and billions and billions of dollars. When you're talking about just ridiculous sums of money, we're willing we're willing to do some creepy shit. We're willing to do some creepy shit, man. Yep, and they don't give a fuck, man. Yeah. I always question authority, man, always. I just think it's more fun. It's interesting. Why keep make their jobs easy? Well, look, but look how easily they can justify what they do. Like Obama had, there was some fucking one of those speeches where uh, they talked about, uh, you know, where it was like Obama had jokes written for him, you know, and he had a, a joke about his daughters. And he said, I have uh, two words for you, predator drone. Like he was joking about right. people dating his daughter, that he will send a predator drone on you. What's well, kind of a fucked up joke. And then when you go look into how many people have died using predator drones, how many innocent people have died, hundreds of them, including like, I think it was like 150 children. So, yeah, so but it's not the same thing like baseball jokes. 150 children 
have been killed by things that are ultimately under his control since he is the commander in chief of the United States Army and the United States military force, right? He's yep. the commander in chief. 100%. So ultimately, he's at the top of the blame list. 150 babies were killed by missiles from a flying robot. And he's joking around about people dating his daughter. 100%. And here's the whole I, I've said 100%. And using predator drones to go after him. But it's it, and it, here's the thing. It's back to hand to hand combat. If you and I are going at it, and you see I give up, there's a sense of like, okay, he's giving up. But if you're a thousand miles away, yeah. you're not going to see me surrender. Yeah. And it means not. There's no like. It's a detachment. Yeah. It's the same kind of detachment you get on the internet where you're allowed to use like a fake name. Like this guy could talk about tranny porn because he doesn't have to worry. He's detached. Or someone could be mean to you. And, you know, they don't worry about the social repercussions of being mean to you because they don't say you. They go, fuck you, Triple E. Fucking suck. You always suck. Oh, you Kill read yourself. my comments? <laughs> no, just assuming. YouTube. Everybody gets those. Everybody gets those. Well, did you hear that the, the uh, founder of Facebook, his sister, is trying to make it so people have to use their real names on the internet? That's, don't know if yeah, it'll ever happen. Just, I don't like that. I think you should be able to do whatever you want. Yeah. If you want to use your real name, use your real name. If you don't, I think there should be places where you have to use your real name. Like I, my message board, I would like it if you had your real face and your real name, and uh, that's what we saw. And that's, you know, that's... that's you can't make that happen? Well, I mean, I guess I could, but I don't, I don't want to be censoring people. And if that was the case, people wouldn't be able to post shit because of what they do for a living. Like, there's some people that have asked me to change their screen names because their screen name, uh, somebody from work found out their screen name, so they asked me to, like, change their screen name so that they couldn't get, you know, some fucking tattletale at work, couldn't go, yeah, Bob's talking about tranny porn. That's what he does. Does during his work. Look, look at the times where he's logged on. This is four p.m. He's working at four wow. p.m. He's talking about. Tra people do that shit, man. It's so much tra tracking too nowadays, like sure. Twitter, Facebook, yeah. everything. Well, you tr you post how many times have you used Twitter? Would ask can you use your location. Yeah, yeah. They want to use your I location. No. Dude, my the my latest phone has that turned on immediately. Like yeah. I didn't even do it, and yeah. like I'm like, great. Did I just like tweet? Did like, you get a four S? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has it has that shit on it? Yeah, yeah. It's creepy. It is yeah. creepy. It, it's just, I mean, I just think people are extra mean because there's no ramifications. It's true. And ultimately, everything comes down to accountability. That's what I think we get away from more and more in in this yeah. society, especially in this country, in which is, you know, my whole thing is I wish they would say that at Occupy Wall Street or L.A. is like, you want accountability, man. You want yeah. accountability for everything you do. You know, whether it's government, whether it's your personal, you know, actions, it's accountability. Yeah. And that's what they're asking for. But no one will come out and say that on that thing. So they all yeah. put People, out their own Somebody did shit. something fucked up and the whole thing's falling apart and no one's going to jail. That's a, that's, that's a, a sure sign that yeah. the, the justice system is not working properly. A sure sign that our elected leaders are not going after the people that had created this problem. One hundred. Yeah, I gotta stop saying that. hundred percent. One hundred percent. You say one thousand percent too. Fight yeah, I crime. should say it's like a drinking game at this point. People, are, uh, anyone <laughs> drinking shots at this point, or just shit faced. Yeah. Can you imagine in the future, like if there was a movie that 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 was like designed, like probably like Avatar or something like that, like CGI. And every time you watched it, going back to what you were talking about earlier, every time you watched it, uh, a new part, a new scene was in the movie. Mm -hmm. And it was created randomly by a computer generator, kind of like Minecraft, this video. I'm sure, game. that could be possible. Yeah. Really and so like, you could I'm watch, sure sit down, and happen. you could sit yeah. down and watch Star Wars, like a whole new thing, version of Star Wars, every time you watch it. Or it becomes like a uh, choose your own adventure movie where it's like different choices give you a different ending to the script. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, you, the, the future is going to be very strange when it comes to uh, what you can create, artificial environments that you can create. The real question to me is like, what is gonna, what's going to win? 
is it going to be human stupidity or is it going to be technology? It's like it's almost like there's a race to a final conclusion. Oh, and I the think race it's is technology. Being, maybe, but the, we're also invading Pakistan and Iran's got nukes and you know and and they're fucking with the Large Hadron Collider and some new laser they're proposing to build in Britain that could punch a hole through space time and like this. There's a weird race going on, and at the same time, you know, King look Kardashian at what's going on in the divorce. Congo again. So sad. Look what's going on in the Congo. Look what's going on in Mexico. Look what's going on in so many different parts of the world where human lives are just falling apart. Human civilization falling apart. Chaos. You know, just ultimate chaos. You look at like watch like documentaries on parts of Africa, and you would swear this is a post-apocalyptic right vision. Yeah, the things they do like yeah. warlords like just oh, yeah. hacking orphans, Machetes, bro. just to yeah. uh, get their spear. I mean, it's yeah. crazy eating the flesh of uh, innocent children on the enemy's side to 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 be uh like uh, invulnerable in battle some of the stuff that I, I watched documentaries on liberia they've stained my brain forever man cannibalism rampant rampant cannibalism you know we're gonna have shane smith uh on the podcast from uh, vice tv um he's uh one of the guys who went to liberia and uh is he the guy who went to north soon. korea too yeah he's yeah. gone everywhere man. who's telling me about that recently they dude. just I'm watched so excited. it i can't wait to have this guy on i'm fucking so fired up he's he's been everywhere he was just in beirut and he's he's traveled he travels all over the world the darkest parts of the world he says he has to get new passports all the time because he brings his passport <coughs> and they go what the fuck iraq afghanistan like what are you doing and he's like, oh, I'm a reporter, you know? And then they're like, for what? And he's like, VBS. And they're like, CBS? He's like, no, VBS. I'm like, the fuck is VBS? So he just, whenever he goes somewhere dark, he just gets a new passport. <laughs> You're better off, you Jason know? Tebow is telling me about his one in North Korea and how crazy oh, yeah. North Korea is. Yeah, well, he said he's got some North Korea slave. He said NK slave footage. I didn't even know what that meant. But then the internet schooled me. North Korea douche. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. People are like, you seriously? They don't know what it is. I, I, I didn't know. I started trying to think of what that meant. I never associated North Korea with slaves for some reason. I didn't think that they would be slaves. I, I dude, I, I guarantee it's that like happens cult. more and more yeah, and more. Communism, and more. You know, you know, and that's the whole thing about you know this whole free trade where they move these businesses over to these third worlds. Take your phone off the table. Everybody, Brian, take your phone off the table. Everybody keeps you know lowering, lowering prices. Eventually, the labor is going to be to the point where they don't even want to pay for labor to keep the prices so low. Right, and slavery is going to happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, look, we're willing to do that to dolphins. Yeah. Why not Chinese people? I don't understand them either. You know, I mean, that's, that's really how people look. If you ever you go know? to China, you'll have the best time ever. China really? is the shit, dude. What did you do in China? I did stand-up. Really? I, I, yeah, it was the best time. Me and Steve Byrne, or Steve Byrne and I, we went to Beijing, Shanghai. Loved it, dude. Who did, did you perform to? Americans? Expats. That are expats? How many people were in the crowd? Uh, different shows were different sizes. Is all crowd. white people in the crowd, or just some Chinese people? Come everything, too? really, everything. everything. What was the percentage of white people to Chinese people? Well, at our shows, it was very high. It was like it mostly was, white people. It was like eighty percent white. Wow. You know, but it was the it was amazing. Bro. Really, I, I had such great time. nicest people ever. Mm -hmm. Chinese are the nicest people ever. Really, and you know, you know, and I just learned it's like everybody's the same. It's just you got governments and they're fighting with well, each other over resources. Problems. Yeah, the resources problem in, in China is it's really a problem. And the, you know, and there's a that's a, it's a funny thing that whole factory thing in in China. You know, when people, I we had a thing on the podcast where I was trying to figure out is there a, a karma free cell phone. Is there, there a cell phone that I can get where I don't feel bad about owning it? Turns out there's not. 
Why do you not, feel bad about owning it? I feel bad that someone has to make fucking 15 cents an hour to make something. Yeah, I, I said that, that they should have uh, a, an iPhone called the iKarma, and the iKarma is made in America, and they pay the people a real wage. And you can and pay more for it. And it costs twice as much. Yeah, and it costs twice as much. And a lot of people are like, fuck you, douche. I can barely afford my phone now. Who are you fucking got some money? That's not what I'm saying, dude. I'm not talking about you. If you want to, I'm not judging you. But I'm saying it would be nice for me if I knew that this was made by people who were paid for their labor, you know, a, a really fair price so that they could, you know, afford to go on vacation, so they could afford to live in a nice place, so they could afford to have food. And, you know, I think if you fucking work all day, you should not have issues. You should not have issues like, uh, you know, I'm homeless. You, know, you should not have issues like, oh, I can't afford health insurance. You should not. If you're working all day, your, your, your day should be worth something. Well, and that's why I know? think the whole thing is going to collapse because not just in America but around the world because here you're taking these jobs from here where you're paying a living mm -hmm. wage and you're taking over here and you're not paying a living wage. You're paying next to nothing. So the people over here can't buy anything and now the people over here can't buy anything. So who's going to buy the goods? Well, the and real question is, yeah, who, who can buy it? But the real question is how can you compete? How can you make something in this That's country? what tariffs are for. And that's why the administration just signed three new huge free trade agreements. They say are, are as big as NAFTA. I'm like, and they're going around a like job-creating bill. I'm like, and you just sign that, that free trade thing. We're screwed, man. Yeah, and stuff like that is where people really get the, the motivation. That's the, the, the inspiration to think that this is a rigged system, to think that this is some sort of Illuminati plan to slowly crash the economy, things like that. You know, free trade agreements. But I think it's just a fucking money grab. It's just greedy cunts. Corporations, it's stock market stuff. Corporations and greedy cunts. And the problem is the corporations, they found out that the, you know, the Chinese and all these different industrious nations all around the world are willing to work harder, longer hours for less money, and then thus they can produce shit cheaper. And because they found out that, it's like they're like, well, we have to compete. You know, if you want these American jobs, you know, our whole business is going to go under unless you move our, at least our factories over there. And they go, okay, 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 move your factories over there, but sell your Nikes over here. You know, you got to have some Nike employees over here, but, you know. Right, 100%. And you know over mean? there, it's like, I guess the stuff's cheaper to sell in terms of, like, you know, what Chinese are buying the same goods as us. We pay way more because we supposedly have a higher standard of living. But eventually, that's going to have to go down too, right? I mean, yeah. if we're not having those jobs and we're all working at Walmart making like $7 an hour, we can't afford to buy a, a, a you know, $150 phone or something Did like that. Did you eat that. any wacky shit when you were in China? Did you eat any bugs or anything? No, they had squirrel on um, one of the, at the, one of the restaurants. I just didn't want to eat it. Did you it. have any Chinese chicks? pretty normal chicks? here. What's that? Did you sleep with any of them? No, I banged an uh, Israeli chick. In China? Yeah, it great. doesn't count. In China, huh? Yeah. And she was, what was she doing over there? She's a, She was trying to start, she was working for some company and she had established some kind of, uh, you know, she had a business over there. People wow. go over there, it's like the Wild West. They're moving there, they're trying to set up businesses and, you know, it's awesome though, man. But what they did in um, China, someone was just I think there's something badass about that. But moving to another country, it's Wild just, West, bro. Well, it's like your reality just completely shifted. You know, even moving to moving to fucking Hawaii is kind of crazy. You know, but goddamn, man, moving to China, woo, dude. Yeah, I had the best time, and the driving is crazy. They'll turn anything yeah. into a car. I they they're totally racist. The Chinese, they don't give a shit. They're totally racist. I used to when I was there, I had a full beard. I look Middle Eastern. They don't like Middle Easterns because they think they're all drug dealers there. 
So I couldn't get a car sometimes, a taxi. So the only guy that would pick us up one time was this dude who drew, drove what looked like they took a hot dog vending machine and turned it into a car. And it literally had like the most jankiest like sh shift changing device. And I, I'm, you'll never scream more in your life like a little girl than when you drive through China, through Beijing or Shanghai because they don't follow the lights. I've seen so many tri Chinese traffic accidents online. You don't have to convince me. I've seen people get run over by cars in China. You, oh, what about that little girl? Yeah, that girl just, oh, yeah. I, don't even want to talk I, about I couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch it. Yeah. It just makes me sad. That's an overpopulation thing, man. When you have, It's just like they've done population density studies on rats, and the same thing happens. You get too many of them in one place, and they devalue each other. You know, that's, that's what's going on, man. You can't jam that many fucking human beings into one spot and expect everybody to think that everybody's precious because these precious things are in my fucking way, you know, so no one cares, man. Yeah, it's it just yeah. I, I remember reading that in uh, college, man. They started running in gangs. They started like one guy was, you know, they had, yeah, it got really shady. Like rats, just with mental problems. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. They uh, some of them huddle in the corner. The rats, they would huddle huddle in the corner and just rock themselves back and forth, back and just forth. Just going nuts, man. You know, you look at some some human behavior and you gotta go, God damn, how the fuck can we ever prevent this? What the hell happened here? What what is this discovery? You know what? I was watching this. I tweeted this this video about this woman who was a pioneer in scat porn. It's a it's rough. And if you read my tweets, read it, but don't click on the link. There's a link. Hold on. There's she a was link a pioneer to by choice. Yes, or? yes, yes. Okay. She's one of the first. Well, she's you know she's an expert at it. She's that's what she does. But she eats shit. She eats it and swallows mm. it. And she was talking about how lo she loves being stuffed with shit, dude. It's I would love dark. to have her on my podcast. No. like I want to interview yeah, those people. Yeah. She's in German. She's she speaks German. I would love it's to German interview in this those video. People. But dude, she has a website. Somebody tweeted the website, so I retweeted it. If you see the retweet, don't click it. I'm telling you right <laughs> now, don't do it. Because this woman is just smeared in shit in these videos. And she has people shit in her mouth and she chews it and swallows it. And she, they asked her, how, many, how much shit you think you've eaten over the course of your life? She's like, oh, several bathtubs full. Well, what about the guy who used to go on Sterner like to get thrown up on? That's nothing, dude. She, this bitch is eating bathtubs full of human shit. Someone that's getting thrown up is on Is that worse to you than yeah. throw up? Is a shit's worse than throw up? Fuck yeah. Way They're both worse. equally bad. No, 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 no. We watched. Shit's way worse than throw up. When we did Opie and Anthony, uh, we were there for the infamous Baby Bird. It was me and Ari were there. You weren't there for Baby Bird when the guy threw up the guy's mouth. Yeah. This fucking dude. I forget his name. That's Pat. right there, bro. Pat from Minaki. No, not Pat. Yeah, Pat from Minaki, but the other guy. Smith. What the fuck's his name? Uh, Pat Duffy. Pat Duffy was the other guy who the, let them throw up in his mouth. Ugh. So this was a there was a um, eggnog eating contest, and I don't remember how many shots he had. But it was something insane. It was almost a gallon. I think yeah. I think the human body can only have a gallon of milk before or two gallons of milk. It was like seventy throat. shots or something like that. Oh, something, that is something horrible. insane. So anyway, he does that, and then the uh, we were trying to figure out what to do because he knew he was going to throw up, and then we we suggested that one of the interns lean his head over the dumpster, over the garbage bucket, and open his mouth and let the dude throw up in his mouth like a baby bird feeding, <laughs> getting would fed an by intern his ever let, Yeah, that, that guy's now, where is he? Where is that guy right I don't now? Know. Well, he did a bunch of other shit, too. He, he, he brushed his teeth with dog shit. Oh. Yeah. But you're that, all in in that Opie and Anthony world at that point. That's where you're going to be working, <laughs> yeah. and that's where you're going to – you yeah. can't go – it's like the girl who got shit on. Yeah. It's like it's going to be hard for her. And she didn't choose to get shit on. 
Yeah, but she's still going to be the girl who got yeah. shit on. That's but you know why it's so not tragic. the same as this Pat Duffy guy. Yeah, this well, guy that's just, crazy. I'm with you. That's crazy. Where do you yeah. go if you're Pat Duffy? Well, there's, there's those guys out there, man. There's those guys out there that will run to me. Put me on fucking Fear Factor, bro. Eat anything. You know, there's there's a few of those guys that just, they're willing to do it. Look, jackass guys. They're willing to do anything for the joke, you know? The fucking Johnny Knoxville stood in front of a bull with a blindfold on. He really did. He really did that. He's a goddamn movie star. Okay, he was in a movie with The Rock. This guy stood in front of a bull with a blindfold on and let that bull launch him through the air like a like a sheet. Steve-O did the last movie completely sober because I knew back in the day they were popping vikes and yeah. just bang killers so they couldn't feel. He did this one completely sober. Oh I'm my like, God. that's some crazy-ass shit, oh man. Oh, my God. It's horrible. Yeah. Well, and then he broke his nose on the, the roast. Yeah, he ran into Mike Tyson's fist. He's the nicest guy, he man. Is. I just feel like I guess what that's is his that thing. about? That's I a just, thing to let Mike Tyson break his nose. Well, his whole thing is he does stunts. That's not a stunt, dude. A stunt it's is like, like cutting yourself yeah, by, with you Mike Tyson. Jump fist. a motorcycle and you land it, and everybody cheers. That's not a stunt. You, that's like saying I'm going to drive my motorcycle into a wall. It's a stunt. That's not a stunt. You're crashing. You're hurting yourself on purpose. I've done that. You have? Yeah, on my spike show. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. World, World drive, Spike. Yeah, that was a fun show, right? It was you, Kit Cope, and Ellis. Yeah, Jason Ellis. What did you guys do? Just did wacky did jackass dude. type shit? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, later on, because I, I never really had watched Jackass, but later on, I I'd watched the show. I'm like, oh, they got that from that. They kind of it was kind of like Tosh meets Jackass. That was the premise of the show, mm. and um, yeah, I did some crazy shit, man. The, like the worst thing was was uh, we had to make a sandwich. Why people? Why the other guys were like eight feet away with paintball guns and we had nothing on and we were just getting shot by paintball guns and i i, I would feel bad and i would like do it slowly those guys didn't give a fuck they were vicious yeah. they were savage boom, boom 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 i'm getting nailed I, I it was the first time i wanted to quit the show i was like i'm done dude fuck this show i never want to do this guy i i didn't even know we were doing stunts on the show i just thought i got hired to talk shit about videos and that's what i'm good at i could well, just who told who, when did the stunts become a part of the show well, the next day, I show up. They're like, okay, you got the gig. I'm like, oh, cool. That's great. Fucking, I got a show on Spike. I show up. They goes, here's what you're going to be doing. I'm like, what? Because didn't, they didn't never mention that in the audition, and I got it through going with Steve Byrne. He never mentioned that. And you can't say no. Well, yeah, I need to get on television at that point. You know, so it's like, fuck it. That's how you felt? You felt like you had to say yes, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, you're too I, close. I love Spike. I was, you know, it was a cool channel. Yeah, but you didn't want to do it, right? You didn't want to do it. You didn't think that's what you're going to do. But once you got there, you're like, God damn, I need this fucking TV show. Yep. Wow. Yep. They, I was headlining clubs when I got did it. Did it make a big difference? It for did. Your clubs and shit like that. Yeah, I was, I was headlining clubs. So did you ever try to do something else like that again? Did you ever try to? I like, would never do a stunt show again. Really? Yeah. So when it was canceled, you were happy. Uh. Even though you're off TV, you were happy. No, I wasn't happy. So I you was, would do it again. So no, if they called now, you up again. If they, said, if they continued, then I would have done it. But I wouldn't do it now. If they call me back, hey, we're going to do another show, I wouldn't do it. Have you seen Shock Fights? Uh, Jason Ellis's no, thing? No, 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 no. This is some shit. I don't know where the fuck it's happening. I don't know. It looks like it's in Cuba. I don't know who came up with this. But there's these guys in a ring, and they have fucking fists. They have things on their fists that are electrocuting each other, like tasers on their knuckles. Wow. But they're punching each other with tasers. That's awesome. A guy knocks a guy out with a fucking taser on his hand. That's badass. It's great. They're throwing kicks, and they're stomping each other on the does? ground. Yeah, he wears dog collars. And he has the, the crowd just... Yeah, z zaps him. Yeah. That's just... Oh, man. Yeah, he's willing to do some stuff that I don't understand. But this shock fights is like... 
man, how, how far are we from throwing a dude with a sword into an arena with a lion? How far away well, is that? Well, not that far. I'm sure in third world countries it's going to happen sooner than you think. Because there was a, there was a, a, a thing where a guy was going to have a fucking sword fight. There was a, I think, it, was a guy going to fight a lion? It was a Greek guy or something like that? I forget what the whole story was. But I was like, I remember this thing. Like, it was either a sword fight or it was going to fight an an, a wild animal or something like that. But I remember thinking, like, okay, this is how it starts. Because it starts where people hear about it on the internet, and then they go, oh, okay. And then somewhere, wherever the fuck it is, where life's not that expensive, hi, Tijuana, you know, somewhere along those lines, they set up an arena, and they just say, well, instead of bullfights, now we're going to have people wearing armor, and they're going to fight lions. And I'm rooting for the lion yeah. every time. Wow, maybe. How maybe, do you not root for the, the guy, lion? Maybe the guy has children he can't feed, and he's fucking willing to get in there with the but lion. But the lion has no choice. Yeah. In being for there. sure. I mean, the guy has a choice, but I still root for the person. I'm rooting I'm on for the team lion. people, bitch. I'm on team lion, bro. Really? I have to, man. I just, like, the, the lion's not choosing to be there. He's not, but he's going to kill the person. It's not like the person. But well, how's that any different than the killer whale? That's uh, stuck lions in are the dumb. Lions aren't smart. It's, it's not that much different, but lions are not, the, you know, lions are just fucking there to remove so shit. So it's mental capacity not only that, whether it's yes, going to be a crime yeah. or not? Not only that, I feel like lions are part of our domain, whereas killer whales, we have to go into their world and pull them out of their world. and cap. They don't interact with us on a regular right. basis unless we get on boats and enter into their world. Lions, on the other hand, they want, you mean you're in Africa. Like they, a friend of mine was in Africa, and while he was there, some guy got killed where they, it came into the, they like a camp. It came into the camp. The lion came into the camp while the dude was in the fucking shower and dragged him out of the shower. Two female lions. What? Right. What? So right. Li lions can suck my dick, okay? Lions can but go they, fuck but themselves. There's a killer whale. Like, guys surfing, kill whale comes no, up and don't. whoops some no, ass. they don't. They don't. They don't. No, the one's, there's, no one's been no. killed by a killer whale. Not only that. Not only that. They help people. They've actually saved people when, they've, when they're drowning. Killer whales aren't sharks. If it's sharks, I could see your point. Sharks can suck my dick. You could take a shark and throw it in a fish tank all day long. I don't have a feeling for a shark. Okay. But killer whales are super intelligent. Okay, I'll and accept they, that. And they save people. But I think that when you're, you know, I don't, I'm not saying you should have Christians versus the lions. I'm not saying you should fucking arm dudes and send them in and, you know, have a sword fight with the lions. But I am saying if it goes down, I'm rooting for the fucking person. I think I want to know, can you kill a lion with a sword? Can you be armored up and kill a fucking lion with nothing but a sword? And if that guy can do it, good for him, man. I just I you might just, not be able to. You might not be able to. A lion might just jack you every if, time. If like you want two dudes from death row fighting to the death, I'm fine with that. But really? Just fighting an animal, I just don't. You know, it's like I get, I get. I like, well, I don't think you should do it. Yeah. But if you do do it, I'm rooting for the person. All right, and then I, I'm, we'll, we'll put twenty bucks, and I'm always going for the lion. Really? Yeah, I'm well, always going for the lion. Why is that, Brian? Same, same exact reasons. Hmm. But what if they, you found out the guy was like super poor? And do you have a black eye, Brian? No, I just no sleep. Why is it black? It looks under that thing like you just got rocked in your eyeball. Yeah. That's the hiv. It's coming out of his eyeballs. Yeah, it's coming out. It's coming it's all right, out of dude. You had fun while no, last. I, I agree with Sam on the, that. I think. Yeah. I think even if they showed me the story of this poor sad guy, he has a choice. The man. Yeah, he chose a choice to fuck and, that lion up, and, but I'm rooting for him. And we, right. we might not interfere with whales because we haven't moved there yet. But if you went, came went back thousands, thousands of years, we're in lion territory right now. You know, so. Um, sort of. I mean, there were some sort of big cats here, saber toothed tigers. I think. Yeah. I don't think there was lions. Well, actually, there was. There was a North American lion a long, long fucking time ago. A different now, if a man's though. walking through a jungle and a lion comes, I'm rooting for the guy. Okay. I'm rooting for the guy. But when you grab the lion, you and have very specific rules. Yeah, you if you're forcing the lion. the lion to be there with no choice, 
where it's not naturally going to be there and it could die because you're you're trying to make 20 it's like it's like why people didn't like uh dog fighting mm -hmm. it's like you know especially yeah. when you have a dog you're like, like i said dude i'm not saying you should do it but i'm saying if you do do it i'm gonna root for you i'll smack an animal though and not hurt it though just like a little well you smack. got discipline your dog we slap a hippo. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that woman has a, like a hippo for a, a pet? Oh my god! Yeah, no. I read some article on it. She has a hippo for a oh. pet. It's gonna come and get you. It's oh. eventually gonna turn on you. Is it a male? I did, I, did, I didn't read if, whether it was a male. I Maybe just it's saw a female. She can keep it together for a little while. <laughs> if it's a male, it's gonna be biting people in half. They bite crocodiles in half. Dude. One hundred. Yeah, I'm hippos. One hundred percent. Same triple What happened, Sam? Why is this one hundred percent? I don't know, man. I'm just agreeing with you. Okay. What'd you get on your test, Sammy? One hundred percent. You A plus student. <laughs> no. So far uh, from this it. weekend you're in La Jolla. If people want to go see you at the comedy store, La Jolla. Yeah, Who I'm, you I'm, working with down there? I'm working with uh, Steve Simone. Ah, oh, beautiful. Shit. Yeah, and Tony Hinchcliffe. Uh -huh. Hey, guys. Then I just had a couple gigs fall out. I was supposed to be in sale, but then I'm going to be December 1st. We're going to have the naughty show at the Comedy Store. Powerful. Jeez. Think Joe Rogan should make Can't. a return? Can't go. Sorry. We Good can luck. do it. Good luck in Satan's asshole. You can do it. Yeah, I could do it, but I'm not going to. Good luck. Uh, you won. I don't ever need to go back to that place. You don't. You don't. So there's no win contest. You know, what won is the art form of comedy won, but... The comedy store absolutely fucking picked the wrong side. So they can go fuck themselves. They're forever, all fucked up. Forever. I like the Laugh Factory. I just, that place is. You have a problem with that place? Oh, 100%. To do naughty what, comedy now. The, in, the improv's awesome. I love the improv. Love when the I improv, started going Laugh over Factory. the improv, I felt like it was better for my act anyway. I feel like the comedy store is so dark and angry that I, I think a lot of that shaped my material. It's changed, bro. Has it really? And I don't mean that to be like, it's different. It's not like you leaving was a. It changed. Really? Yeah. Now it's much like the, more the, depressing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like depressing. it's not the same as it used to be. What was it like? What's the difference? It's uh, it, I think it's like the uh, the acts aren't. You know, I used to watch you know monsters on stage and just guys who were like, "Fuck, man, I don't see that as much anymore." It's not what it used to be. There's a couple young guys I think are bringing it, but it's not. You know, it's like it's now it's TV credit land. Yeah. It's, it's what not like how did that how did it make that change? Um, I don't know, man. I, you know, I, I think it's weird how they use the same people over and over again. Like well, some comedy clubs too. When, you know, yeah, but now they have they they've definitely opened the door. But it just seems like I've gone there on some nights where these people are in the main room at eight o'clock on like a Wednesday or Thursday or whatever, yeah. and I was like. This person sucks so bad he shouldn't even be in the belly room. Yeah. And he's in the main stage, really? The problem yeah. is that what what made that place great and it was never perfect, but what made it great was that you could be somebody who was an unknown and you could get up on stage there and start honing your craft. Those days are done. You know, there's certain things going on there where like apparently if you're on Chelsea lately, you know, that's a sign that you've arrived and you see like a lot of people who do that panel now in the yeah. lineup. And that's a great show, and she's done great for like blowing up some of my friends. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to crush in that OR, which has its own voodoo, you know. So it's, well, it's just you know, there's nothing wrong with putting people that are coming up, but you got to put them in between some really good talent. And the that's, problem is they have some talent that really doesn't work anywhere else. They have some people there that can't get spots anywhere, but they're grandfathered in somehow, and they've got jokes that are literally 30 years old. I mean, there's some there's some people that tell some jokes and you haven't seen them in a decade, and then they'll go through the act the same fucking way. And you know they don't get that many spots, you know, because there's a gang of them, so they don't put them up every week, but they will put them up like every yeah, few weeks or every three or four weeks. 
and you would sit there and you'd see them and some of them would be like bitter and shit and and you know and thinking there's something wrong with these young kids and they suck and you know our generation was better and you're like god you're not even you're not even really a fucking comedian you know? uh, do you understand this yeah i do see that i see that a lot I it's so weird too like all the waitresses it used to be waitresses all mm-hmm. you know only girls waitresses now there's girls and guys it's just like the whole the whole thing is but the waitresses are hot dude the gay guys the want gay some guys, candy yeah. too they want some candy too bro Gay guys want candy. That's yeah. Why can't the gay guys have uh, waiters? Why you can look at the waitress? Do you have to fuck them all, Brian? Yes. Brian, have you tried to fuck any of the waitresses? Not yet. Brian is in a committed relationship, sort of, kind of right now. How's that going? Great. (laughs) Is it all working out? Sweet. Yeah. She's a very nice girl. Stinky feet. She's a very nice girl. (laughs) Yeah. I have not even been home in two days. Whoa. (laughs) Why? Because you're setting up that place. Studio. Yeah. For the last three days straight. Wow. Why didn't you come and crash at your pad? I crashed up in the studio. You Why didn't slept you come there? over? For like na- I took naps there for like really? an hour or two, and then I'd wake up. And then Is Jaden Cole backdooring you? Huh? Is Jaden Cole backdooring you? Trying to steal your chick? <laughs> Sam Tripoli is so deep, deep in the world of porn. Yeah. I'm not You're really. Deep. You say the full name like as if everybody knows. Well, he knows her. About. Yeah, he knows, but there's 500,000 people that don't. But you, you're so deep into the Twitter, world of porn. You Club just Jayden. go with it. Oh, you just go with it. That's man. true. Yeah, you. Who knows more porn stars than you? You're in that world. People bro. think I'm like po- the the porn whisperer. I'm really not. You're not. I'm not really like. You I, know a lot of them, man. You get them to come on your naughty shows all the time. I do. And if know anybody's the, never seen the naughty show, what's the website? Uh, well, it's coming back up. It's being redesigned right now, but it's the naughty comedy show dot com. And uh, the best get, way to get a hold of you is what Sam Tripoli on Twitter. On Twitter, Twitter Sam Tripoli on Facebook or okay. uh, my email. But you're uh, those those are fucking those are fun shows. He's got these naughty shows are just he's got a bunch of really good comedians, but he's also got video clips and they do games. They fuck around with the audience and they always have porn stars who do things. I don't know what they do. They do like they have they big just, appearances and. They show up, and you know what? They're people. You know what, man? I know it's, it sounds crazy, and like they are who they are. But at the end of the day, they're really not that different than comedians. And yeah. if you really sat down, and you had a conversation, you'd be like, "Wow, that's yeah. exactly what comedians do. They just have something that's kind of more taboo in society yeah. than guys." And you know, they're most of them are just straight business people. A like lot I, of them are. Well, that's sort of how they justify doing it, too. They sort of go into this business mode. And that always ma- weirds me out. Like, there's two types of porn stars. There's, like, the, 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 the flighty, doesn't know any better, super hot porn star that just gets work because she's hot. And then there's this super ambitious career woman Jenny porn Hayes. star. Yeah, those kind of those those get me. In a weird way, you know, I'm like, man, wow, I, this is a, a strange, uh, you know, strange animal. Like this person is working hard to create all this porn, and like they're real focused. Hey, if you shit. can blow up, and and you think podcasting is saturated, porn is saturated. There's a everybody's a porn star. Nobody's making money in it. How many porn stars are there? I mean, it's there's more probably one out of seven now. I think <laughs> <laughs> there's more like porn it. stars than comedians in LA. I yeah. would, I wouldn't doubt so? it. Oh Dude, yeah. Cam- yeah, just the camming thing alone. When you find out that, like, like check this out. I don't know if you knew this. If you're if you're 18 years old and you need money, you, there is a way to block the whole state you live in. So, like, say, like if you live in California, you block California, and you can block certain cities, and then you can cam where you can make like fucking whatever five dollars a minute, ten dollars a minute, and you you can. They have these things where you have like 20 people in the same room and they're all chipping in more and more for you to stay in these rooms. And these girls are making thousands a night from just sitting on their fucking ass masturbating and doing nothing but that. It's it's like it's it, it's basically just taking advantage of the whole like 
primal caveman girl you know female relationship it's like when you go to a strip club and the stripper makes eye contact she does all the stuff that if you're at a normal club that lets a girl know she's interested in you so you make moves so they do all that they trick you in all that shit and all they want you to do is buy lap dances from them that's the weirdest thing about strip clubs that the roles are reversed and we don't and men who have never been or don't usually go they don't know how to deal with it you get there and all of a sudden the women are pursuing you and they're super aggressive about it You're like what you want to yeah. what you want to dance so for a lot of guys they just melt and like fall into it and next thing you know they're broke you know because the whole dynamic has just been shifted and they don't understand like they're they're not they haven't built up a resistance for it they don't have the immune system for a strip club yeah, 100%. You have a social immune system that's the whole thing about the naughty show is just like I like to explore that side of the world. Not it's not just <laughs> sexual either. It's just like I like the crazier side Deviance. of life. Yes, and just like what makes everybody different and the yeah. stuff that everybody wants to, that everybody does in the shadows. It's like a lot of people are doing it. Why isn't anyone talking about it? And not that like I don't like sex out in the open. I mean, meaning like I don't think porn stars should be like. Oscar award winners. I don't. I don't think. That. I think everybody has their place, but I don't think it's something you should have to be ashamed of. Where like right. someone finds something out about you, and now you're like the town. Like, well, you're just so used to it. To most men, the last thing they want is evidence that their woman has fucked some other dude. Not just fucked some other dude, but he went ass to mouth on her and shot a load up her nose. Well, that's you a know, whole. That's a whole that. different thing. You're talking about guys going who on date man. guys who date. Porn stars? I'm, no, I'm just saying that you know you don't judge them. If you don't judge them, or if you met a girl and then she wanted a date, and then you found out that she was a porn star, fuck yeah, you judge her. Well, if that, that's not what you're into. Yeah, if you're not into it, you're like fuck yeah. But that's nothing. Do you think you could do it? Could you? Could you? Could I date a, a porn star? Yeah. It depends on the porn star. Then what she did? So stupid hot. It depends on what she did. What if she came home smelling like loads? Yeah. No, then I couldn't do that. <laughs> but you know, he dates a girl who does lesbian porn you and do like lesbo that, stuff's okay, right? Which is a weird thing. But oh. I could also see where, like, you know, some like Aiden, who's married to Belladonna, he's cool with watching her just get... She, I don't think she does it anymore, but she's just getting rocked by brothers. Cool. I think even the guys that say it's not cool is still... I think there's guys, the guys who are who into say that. It is cool. cool. It's right. not cool. Yeah. There are guys that are into right. it. I'm not saying everybody's into it. I'm not I think saying it's evolve. normal. People evolve, man. And sometimes they just... Look, when guys go to prison, they all of a sudden develop a desire to fuck men. You know why? Because they evolve. They, they, they adapt. They, they adapt, adapt to, to the situation. And if the only way you can get a chick like Belladonna is to let black guys come in her ass, you go, all right, let's do this. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> but that's from your perspective. I it totally is. understand. You're right. you're but right. he may be into I'm just saying. Could be, yes, but could be. That's it, the only way it's going to has been around forever. Yeah, it's true, too. Yeah, that's a And there's guys who just enjoy watching their girls get rocked so by monsters. Mine, a buddy of mine said that uh, he so met weird. this girl at a party, and she was really hot, and she was coming on to him. And then all of a sudden, this dude came over and introduced himself as the husband. And the guy's like, oh, what the fuck? And the guy was like, no, man, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. Like, we, we swing. It's cool, it's cool. And he was like, oh, wow. He goes, if I didn't have a couple of drinks with me, I would have never done this. <laughs> but then the next thing you know, they're in this outside patio, and this chick is blowing him while the husband gives instructions. The husband was Fuck that. giving instructions I heard while that his have wife the is love. sucking. Really? Yeah. Wow. Maybe it's, this guy's black too. Maybe it's just a, a there thing is that something with about black guys that. and white women and white husbands. Zorba, this comedian, that is told the, me that. the cuckolding thing. A lot of the issue is like black men and white guys. Like white guys like black men to fuck their wives and. They Ooh. think it's like this, like really disgusting. 
like yeah. degrading kind of thing. Like sexually, they're like, "Ooh, that's so dirty," you know? Yeah, he was like saying, "Okay, make him come, make him come, make him come in your mouth." And he's like, he goes, "Part of me just wanted to get up and run away, but it was too late because I was drunk and this girl was already blowing me." And he goes, and "The girl was hot. If the girl wasn't hot, he would have just given up." But it was just like one of those, like, "What am I doing?" The guy's like, "Rub his balls, rub his balls." And he's like, well, "I got this, dude. You know, I'm good. We don't need your help. We don't need your help. She could blow me, but you can't. You can't talk." Back when I lived in Vegas, that was like I I, I was at this one casino and they tried to pick me up. They were swingers. Oh. And they're like, "Hey, what's up? What's up?" And this girl's hitting on me. Was she hot? Yeah, she's Vegas hot. They're like kind of Dirty, Vegas. Yeah, slutty. And back then, I loved that shit. Well, yeah. now I love that shit. What am I talking about? <laughs> back not, then, I love that shit. I'm not judging it. Now I'm into like uh, librarians. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into whatever, brother. So, uh, yeah, and I'm like, what are you going to do, coach? Are you going to sit in the corner yelling out plays? I can handle that shit. It'd just be weird to hump while somebody else is watching. You could handle that if a guy was no, doing that? No, I couldn't. Couldn't, yeah. I but I've had threesomes where it's could. like the dirt, the devil threesome where it's like that's you and your buddy, buddy railing a chick. Yeah, but that's a buddy. That's not a guy's husband or girl's husband, rather. Yeah, he's not sitting yeah. there judging and giving me scores and calling out plays. But I just think the moment you come, you would just want to run away so badly. You know, the post-nut syndrome effect would be so hard. The depression that must just oh! set in. How many I mean, Women will never understand this, but there's many times in a man's life where your dick will convince you that this is what you should be doing. And then you know that she's kind of gross or you're kind of gross or the situation's gross or just you shouldn't be doing it. But somewhere or another you're like, yeah, let's just fucking do this. And then when you come, the, the realization that you've been tricked, there is nothing in the world like it. It really, it's a terrifying feeling. It's like all of a sudden you have woken up in the middle of a reality that you've created while you were under a trance. It's like quantum leap? Yeah. You're just like, okay, what's the situation yes. here? What did I just do? On? Well, it's like you wake up for, you know, I do a bit about it, how you like, it's like you're, normally you're driving your life until you have a heart on, and then when you have a heart on, it's like you're sitting in the back seat of a really long bus, and some other dude is driving it. That's what it's like. And you're like, where do we go? What the fuck are we doing? Where are we going? And then when, when you come, all of a sudden you wake up and you're at the front of the bus holding the wheel again. You're like, oh, okay. Now I got to get myself out of this fucking mess? You oh, got me in here, you dick. 100%. Oh, God, there it went. I said it again. You did say <laughs> it again. Hurry up back, Brian. We're going to wrap this bitch up. Where are you going, Brian? He's got a little girl's bladder. He's got a little girl's bladder. Oh, yeah. So Brian, that's such an interesting cat, isn't he? He he'll, is. he'll just tell you he can't follow things. <laughs> he doesn't. And it's very interesting. We have a podcast. I, I, I know how excited Brian is about the guest by how interactive he is. If he's not talking to the guest, which makes me nervous right now because he hasn't talked at all uh, while I've been here. but well, We've both been chatting up a storm. That's yeah, we're, we're, we're two ca chatty Cathy's here. But uh, it's like he just sits there quietly. It's like, <laughs> come on, in, be interactive with me, dude. And he's like, no, I always got to have a girl. It's almost like I got to bring meat to a beast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I go, always got to have a girl in the room. And when you bring a girl, then he's more interactive. Oh, 100. Oh, you can tell if he likes the porn star. 100%. He won't even let me talk. He cuts me off. He says, well, this is why Brian is so fucking interested in podcasting. It's because all of a sudden it's put him in contact with all these freaks. Right. Do you remember when it's I did a steady supply? Even, even, though I met, even though I met both of the girls I've dated off the podcast, it's sort so of. But you, you know, no, you we didn't even have a podcast one, when I met the first. But you met the first one through comedy. 
Yeah. Do you sort remember of very the similar. F- when I did the sh- your podcast the first time, and he was talking about how he thought podcasting was a new casting couch, and we both laughed at him. And then it's true. It's like you know you can you can work that to get some chicks. You're like, hey, I'm. I'm well, a, that's I'm- the thing about a lot of porn stars. They they're looking to promote their shit. They're looking to promote like weekends at clubs, just like a comedian is. You know, when they go on the road, like Brian went on the road with his girl, and he's like, it's just like a comic. Like you go and you have shows, and you know you get paid, and the club owner's kind of a dick. It's like all yeah. the same. I bet. The same shit. The first I, date of dating a porn star usually goes, so do you have any HTML skills? <laughs> you know, like, oh, or they say kidding. to you? They yes. try to get you to do their websites? So I said, do Did they both try to get you to do their websites? Did no, no their neither websites? of them. Neither. Neither? I've always yeah. found that the well, most successful the one, girls yes. have somebody in their life oh, yeah. who runs all that stuff. Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, they, they take some guy who they know is not going anywhere, and that guy will start managing them and taking them on the road and, you know, be their bodyguard and hold their money and make sure the guys can't finger them while they're up there hey. sticking their asshole on their face so that's you what it is start taking martial arts so Brian Brian had to, had to go hey no fingering guys <laughs> hey guys come get, on get out of come there come on with your dirty fingernails hey, in your butthole stop hey. it those are freckles this weekend this Friday night um, it would be me and Duncan at the Comedy and Magic show Comedy and Magic Club in Hermosa Beach California there's two shows 7 and 9.30 yeah, seven. I know, ridiculous. But that's how they roll in Hermosa Beach. Well, that a, yeah, bedroom community. My and, buddy uh, wants to get you out in Santa Barbara. Where's Santa Barbara? What does he got out there? Oh He's yeah, got it's a pretty nice. Couple clubs. Nice. They clubs? Comedy get, clubs? No, like one's a rock club and another oh, one's yeah? a theater. He's always, you know, he wanted to hit up your agent, and try to see if you can get. All you right, out yeah, there. give me his information. I'll, yeah, I'll go to Santa Barbara. That's not that far. Yep, I'll do that. He's a great guy too. Okay, cool. That's no further for me than Ontario. Yeah, I go that way. Santa Barbara, just the opposite great. way. Yeah, Santa Barbara's fucking beautiful. Yeah, some incredible a- houses out there, huh? Yeah, you see all those ones that burned down, like the dude from uh, Back to the Future, the old guy, the professor. Oh from, yeah, yeah, yeah. His house burnt down. That out there. sucks. Yeah, they have these giant mansions out there, and the, the fires just cut through a whole neighborhood. That's crazy shit when you realize that fire can do that. And there's three even, colleges out there. Yeah, there's quite a few. Yeah. There's like three top end colleges. One of them had like the highest rate of STDs of any college in the country. So the you know they party. The highest rate of STDs of any in the country. Yep. Wow. So you know they party. It's warm out. It's warm out. People fuck more. Yeah. Probably right. Oh, I'm sure. Bushes and outside. Well, I mean, in college, remember when you were in college? You're just like just tapping ass yeah. left and right, and you're like, it's always gonna be like this. <laughs> At some point, you're like, oh, it's not. Like I that. didn't go to Wade for college. I I went to a college in Boston so that I could still train and, and compete in martial arts tournaments. So I, I stayed for the first couple of years. I was at home still until I was 20, and then when I was 20, I moved out. And when uh, I would uh, go to school. I would just go to school for the day and then leave. I had no like school interaction. I had no. I didn't go to parties. I didn't get laid in college at all. College was the. Did you get laid in high school? Yes, but college is the biggest drought of my sexual career ever. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was the most insecure in college too, because then I was I was um, making this transition from being this uh, person who concentrated on only martial arts my entire life, literally barely paid attention to school. So all of a sudden. <coughs> You know, becoming like 18, 19, out in the real world and going, how the fuck am I going to like support myself? You know, I was teaching Taekwondo at Boston University and I had my own school in Revere, but I was like, what am I going to do? Am I going to just do this for the rest of my life? Because this is not really what I want to do. I want to compete, but there's no money in competing. And then, and then you start thinking about brain damage and all sorts of other things. And I was like, God damn, I might become a loser. You know, I, I had no definitive direction until I went into stand up. I was just competing and then worrying about shit. 
from the time I was like 19, I had started to realize like maybe this was like a dead end route. Like, where am I going with this? Right. Because also when I was 19, I had some I had seen some of the worst knockouts around that age. I'd seen some bad head kick knockouts where I was like, whoa, like, what if that's me? You know, what if that happens to me? Like, yeah, fuck. some go, go flatline. Dude, I saw a lot of guys get kicked in the head, man. A lot of guys get, like, seriously flatlined. Like, just like that dude in the, in the subway where the guy sucker punches him. I've seen a lot of that. When you get kicked, like, Taekwondo kicks to the head. They don't land that often, but, man, when they land, it's like getting hit with a bat. There's a video on uh, this website that's really cool called barstoolsports.com, and, it, like, it's just a fun sports website. And they show these guys MMA fighting in their living room. And, the you know, the first time they fight, the one guy taps. The second one, dude, they're fighting in the living room. Dude just head kicks him. The guy just goes down, oh hits his God. head basically oh on, God. like, the marble of the, the fireplace. And I'm like, ooh, lights out. Oh, God. See, I didn't get late in high school, but then I went to college, and it was just insanity. Sure, if I'd went to a college, if I'd actually gone away somewhere, I went to UNLV. Oh Jesus! Son. Just how can you even pretend that you're going to learn anything in Vegas? I didn't, dude. I, I admit <laughs> it. I moved there. I wanted to do stand up. Is and there I a thought, lot of drugs? I, no, you know, I didn't really get into anything like that until later. But much later. Vegas has a real drug problem, right? They're, yeah, but this was a different and, Vegas, man. Really? I know it sounds crazy. Like Sinatra was alive. It was like you know how there was Scott the mob, the, the yeah. mob Vegas. Yes. The, I was out there kind of during during the uh, family friendly Vegas. Yeah, that happened for a little while, right? Yeah, and then when I left, then it became MMA, you know, Terror Dome Vegas. That is like just. You know where they're like, screw it, we're just the party destination. And they, how do they, how do you think they made that decision? You were living there. What the family wasn't making as much money. Nope, that's what it was. No, this one comic friend, his name used to have a joke about, you know, you don't take a hooker to Disneyland. It's just like, why would you make Vegas a family destination? Yeah, it was just a place where, you know, it was just meant. Yeah, what's for, there for the kids? Yeah, well, at one point there was like Treasure, uh, like uh, Circus Circus had this huge like park, and then the MGM Grand tried to create a park. It's just like you're not gonna bring your kids where there's gambling. It sounds like a good People idea. Do. People do all the time. Yeah, but not like what, what they were hoping. They were hoping right. to pull from Orlando. Like, right. where, oh, fuck Orlando, let's go to Vegas. And it just never. It's That's never gonna happen, man. It's interesting what a bunch of different metamorphoses have gone on, you know. And now it's kind of like it's in a different place. It's like Vegas is broke. Is that what it is now? Yeah, yeah man. It's so Vegas slow is, and dead. It's just they like, definitely have lost a lot. Well, they, they're, they say that the attendance is down like fifty percent, man. Yeah. Well, because fifty percent. And there's all yeah. those like shopping centers that they started to build, and then mm-hmm. whatever happened, and yeah. now they're just sitting there. Yeah, there's a few of those. There's it's a weird. ton of those. It's weird. Yeah. Where is it in Saudi Arabia? They have that too. Or Dubai. Yeah, Dubai, it's like yeah. huge. And then oh well, yeah. money's gone. Yeah. Stop that. It's so weird that the, the same amount of people can exist, the same amount of metal, the same amount of steel, the same amount of minerals, the same amount of resources, and yet somehow or another, there's no money anymore. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's so strange. It's like, well, you know, A, everybody was under an illusion before. Well, can, can you trick me again, please? Yeah, one, can we trick the world again and keep this bitch rolling? <laughs> it's, it's like, where does the, like, where's the money? It's like exactly. there was money, and sense. then there was no money. You like, and I are way too stupid for this conversation. Yeah, <laughs> you know what it is? It's and hoarding. Brian's not gonna it's help. Like, that was like, where's the beef commercial? Where's the money? It's rich people hoarding. That's exactly. what's going on. Rich exactly. people hoarding everything. 
Friday night, Comedy Magic Club in Hermosa Beach. It will sell out. Trust me. Duncan Trussell's with me. And um, I don't know who else is going to come with me, but somebody else, too. I try to get Tripoli. I would, dude. We haven't gigged together in a while. I'd love uh, we to gotta, gig. we got to start doing some gigs together. You I'm, know what? I'm doing San Jose with Diaz. Why don't you come along? Want to do that? Just tell me when I'm the, there. Uh, that's the next weekend, the next following Friday. Are you there? Done. Done. Plus, it's another UFC. Vanderlei Silva versus Kong Lee. No oh, way. Shit, son. <laughs> Shogun versus Henderson. I'm there, dun, dude. Dun, dun, dun. I'm there, dude. I don't know what I did in a past life, dude, but I hooked it up. I got yeah, you did, bro. Greatest jobs uh, in the December first, naughty show. December first, naughty show. I'm gonna keep store, convincing you to come. Room. I can't come, man. I know you can't. I can't come. Brian, work on it. Brian, I think you're on the good things with the new podcast place. Yes. You got to start working on the business side. We talked about that, and we'll keep talking about yeah, it. Yeah, you know, um, Brian's podcast, Death Squad, for anybody who wants to sponsor it, we've, uh, we're talking to the Fleshlight. Hopefully, they'll come through with it. But Brian's got, uh, it's always in like the top 20 of iTunes comedy. There's a bunch of funny comics. Sam Tripoli has a show on it called The Naughty Show. There's uh, Tom Segura and his wife, Mrs. Segura. They have a show called Your Mom's House. The whole lineup yeah, is great. great. There's lineup. no bad ones. Brandon Walsh now has one called The Bone Zone. I like that yeah. name. And it, what it is is free. Okay, it's free podcast. And, you know, if you're looking for some shit to listen to at work. And by the way, uh, all the people that I saw in England this weekend, thank you very much. It was I, What a fucking awesome, polite crowd. Crowd, and 90% of them are like podcast fans. It was cool as fuck, dude. One guy had a, a, a t-shirt on, said, uh, I like my protons, I like existing in pre-Big Bang conditions. Anybody wants to change that, you got to come through me. He had a t-shirt on with that written out. It was dope. And then another guy had uh, a Death Squad uh, lineup t-shirt. Reservoir was, Dogs. All, yeah, yeah, Reservoir yeah. Dogs with all of our faces. Mm -hmm. It was really dope. Hey, have you ever thought about, I was telling uh, Red Band that he should take that thing that that the cartoon that that and made? turn yeah. it into a t-shirt and try to sell yes. it to yeah. make money for the death squad or something yeah. like well, that. Well, we're, we're going to definitely, no, this uh, this thing, I'm going to talk to this guy. Um, How cool is that? Him. If you don't know what he's talking about, there's a, a, a gentleman, what's his name? What's the guy's name? Do you know his name? Oh, hey, you caught me on go or something, sweatpants or something like that. Yeah, god damn it. Casual sweatpants casual or something sweatpants. like that? Is that his, is, dot com, I think it is. Is that his name? But anyway, he made this cool thing, the Joe Rogan Experience podcast, and it's all these... Uh, animated pictures of like Kevin Smith and Ari Shafir. I'm on second Murphy level. I'm excited about Sam that. Sam Tripoli. I'm a zombie looking Tripoli. Me and Joey Diaz and you know everybody's in it. It's it's Duncan's in it. It's really fucking awesome man and an honor. And that's one of the coolest things about this podcast is this the community that it's sort of brought together. And uh, that's not something we take lightly at all. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed and I'm honored by it all. And it's, uh, it's kind of humbling. And I don't, I never know what to say. You know, and I, I'll click on some link and someone will say something I made from your podcast. And I'll click on a link and it's this awesome, inspirational rant to, to, tied to music. And, you know, you, you listen to it and you're like, well, that's why you can't interrupt rants, bro. Because they, they'll, they'll take those. So you got to be careful. What I Don't do now is I rants, um, kid. Formal Sweatpants is the name of the game. I do something on my podcast where I call it Red Band's Rant, and we do it at half an hour in the podcast where he can talk about whatever he wants. Because mm -hmm. he always like we're, we'll be jamming, and all of a yeah. sudden he'll be like left turn out of nowhere, yeah. and we're like what? Well, sometimes that's okay, but you got to let people rant when they're in the middle of a rant. You can't stop it because no. then you just stop one of these cool videos that gets made. Guys have animated them. You got a couple guys have animated them. It's fucking awesome. And uh, Kevin Pereira from Attack of the Show, he's got a. We, he wants to figure out a way to animate it with his production company. So we're, oh, we're going to cool. try to do that. Yeah, because there's so many times people have told crazy fucking stories, and those stories could make awesome animated little clips. You just have to have someone sit through the 10,000 hours of, you know, we got this is like 152. What is this number? What number is uh, it? It's more than that. I think it's like 154. Is it really? 154 podcasts. Each one of them is at least two hours, and some of them are more. So What's the longest one? Kevin Smith. 
That yeah. was like three and a half hours, I think. Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, like bitches, that. this show is basically over. Let's wrap it up. Let's bring it on home. Brought to you by the Fleshlight. Sam Tripoli got his own today. I'm very Holla excited. That's your boy. Hours from now, Sam Tripoli will be shooting loads into that thing. You will have the most thunderous orgasms. You'll be shocked. How much does it come it with how to clean it? I've no. never cleaned a vagina before. Yeah, they just get in there, soap, water, fingers. I'm get, very don't, excited. Don't be scared. Don't I be scared, homie.com. Um, thank you to the Fleshlight. And if you, go to Joe, you don't have to start that bitch so soon. we got a lot to talk about. If you go to JoeRogan.net and click on the link for the Fleshlight and enter in the code name Rogan, you will get 15% off the number one sex toy for men. And we're also brought to you by Alpha Brain from Onnit.com. I get a couple of those, right? I got it for you, dude. I got the new mood. Uh, Onnit.com, O-N-N-I-T. We have a, a bunch of different supplements that we are currently uh, offering for sale. Some of them are for athletic performance. Some of them are for mental performance. Uh, New Mood is an HTP enhancement or uh, software that uh, enhances your mood. And uh, that's the the Neil Brennan shit that he's the one who told me about that. But uh, go to JoeRogan.net and click on the link and enter in the codename Rogan and you will get 10% off of that as well. And if you don't want it, don't buy it. Don't complain. 100% money back guarantee. 100% money back guarantee if you think it's too expensive please don't buy it please take the ingredients go buy it so the stuff let's make involved. an info commercial save some money we should save some money and just tell me I hope it works I hope it works for you it works for me that's the only reason why I'm selling it period end of discussion anyway um, I thought you were going to go and advance white by Arm and Hammer no this is my toothpaste I'm not promoting this toothpaste there's a lot of shit that we sell like C2O the best coconut water in the world they don't pay us but it's fucking stuff is awesome. It's from Thailand. That's the key, folks. You got to get uh, coconut water from Thailand. I've had some coconut water that tastes like dishwater. So people say, like, dude, why do you guys drink coconut water on the podcast? Like, this stuff's gross. Some of it's gross. I agree with you. But this C2O shit is fucking mm, <sighs> sweet and delicious. It makes me pee. It does. Hey, well, I bet you get a call water. from some people soon about so, wanting to sponsor. Yeah, whatever. Either way, we'll, I'll tell you I like stuff because it's good, and C2O is fucking delicious. Uh, that's it. Tomorrow, Dave Attell joins the podcast yeah. at 3 p.m. Yeah, Jealous. College boy. Jealous. And then Thursday, uh, Duncan Trussell. So we got a party going on this week, folks, and uh, we're also probably going to do a show at the Ice House where uh, the new Death Squad studio is located at, the Ice House in Pasadena, and that's probably going to be going down on Thursday. We'll give you some more information about that tomorrow. So, that is the end of this program. Cue the music, son. Train by day, Joe Rogan podcast by night. Thank you all. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in continuously. Thank you you for letting us be a part of your world. We appreciate it. Please follow Sam Tripoli on Twitter. Sam, T-R-I-P-O-L-I. Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. My man. Good Good to be be here, my brother. Follow Red Band as well. And don't forget to subscribe to the Death Squad on iTunes, the aforementioned podcast. And we will be podcasting if we do it Thursday night. We will do a live at the Ice House, which will be one of our new podcasts that we will be offering. We will not stop until you're sick of us. Can't stop. Like I'm sick of Kim Kardashian. God bless everybody. Peace and chicken grease. We love you, bitches. Bye.